going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Dayton Tolbert. Uh, tonight is our annual uh, post-Labor Day live special where we always do a uh, an Ask Dayton Advice uh, hour. Uh, it might be a little bit longer than an hour tonight because there's just a lot of topics that we want to get into tonight. Um, this is an opportunity for you guys to you know, express any questions and topics and situations that you guys may want clarification on um you know you know as you may know from just listening over the last couple years or last couple months or uh you know what have you uh you know the holidays are always a time for you know when it comes to dating and relationships um you know it's always a time for can be a time for happiness love family um you know building memories special memories but then at the same time, it can also and often is a time for confusion. You know, you often have a lot of guys, you know, uh, you know, turning into Wesley Snipes from disappearing acts, you know what I mean? Just acting crazy, acting different, acting a little funny or weird or whatever you may uh, call it. And so what we want to do tonight and, um, you know, really specifically around the, 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 you know, the time of the year of Thanksgiving and Christmas and Fourth of July, New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day. We want to just talk about these issues and um, you know talk about some issues as far as um, you know why men don't commit, why men disappear. Um, you know, and I shouldn't say why they don't commit, why we don't commit, but why we commit to some women and and not other women. Why we you know play what what's often you know considered games. Um, it's not really a game, but it you know can often be perceived as a game. So we just want to answer a lot of those questions, shed light on some of those issues that you guys may uh, you know want clarification on. Uh, we're also going to talk tonight about um, this is everybody's talking about the uh, love and hip hop, you know uh, you know part two, you know two of uh, three, uh, you know special, you know that whole thing, you know a lot of drama, a lot of. A lot of ghettoness and ratchetness and foolishness. So um, we don't want to just talk about it, you know, and, and you know, glorify. But we just want to, you know, maybe talk talk about it as far as, um, you know, explaining a little bit about what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, why, you know, when you see that type of behavior, talk about the emotional side, the mental side behind it. You know what I mean? Like, what what's really going on behind the the fights and the drama? You know what I mean? Because there's there's always a story. You know, everybody talks about how you know, reality shows are, you know, are fake. And the reality is reality shows aren't really fake. You know what I'm saying? As I always say, they're scripted. But when you, you know, we're st- at the end of the day, these are still people. You know what I mean? These are still people with, with real emotions and real feelings. And, you know, we're often going through the same exact issues that many of you guys are going through at home. So we want to, that's why we talk about them in a, in a serious way, in a, in a biblical way. So that you guys can see, like, hey, well, you know what? Hey, yeah, Jocelyn is this, or, you know, Mimi made this sex tape. But, hey, these are some, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are some of those same emotions. You may not have those same actions, but a lot of times those uh, those emotions are, are the same, you know, in their lives as well as your lives. So that's, we're going to talk about that. There's a, a lot of um, talk right now in the news about these, uh, these celebrities whose uh, cell phones have been hacked. A lot of naked pictures floating around, you know what I mean? A lot of people will talk about that, you know, and say, whoa, that's, those people are crazy. But, you know, we all know that, you know what I'm saying, you, a lot of you guys have some of those same types of pictures on your phones. So we want to just talk about that. Um, you know, a couple years ago we did a show on sexting, 
you know, text message photos, you know, naked photos and even cell phone porn and, you know, how you do, you send a little something to somebody that you're talking to or interested in just to kind of, um, you know, hope pique their interest. But, you know, we just want to talk about how men perceive those types of things. So there's a lot that we want to get into, even more stuff than I mentioned. Uh, uh, so there's, there's that. Uh, Courtney's here with me tonight. Courtney, what's going on with you? Hey, I'm so excited, um, you know, to get into the show. So glad we're back live. Yeah, you know what, Courtney, we always, you know, have a tendency to come back after a, you know, a long weekend, three-day weekend, and, um, you know, give you guys just a very informal show. Uh, in fact, guys, we've been having a lot of uh, really specialized topics lately, a lot of, a lot of deep topics, a lot of... You know, um, just real, you know what I'm saying, serious topics. You know, we, we obviously did our special on uh, decoding Illuminati symbolism, satanic symbolism, demonic imagery, things like that. Um, definitely, uh, you know, I had a couple people asking me, you know, just uh, the best way to, to check out the archives of that. You know, uh, for those of you who may be unfamiliar, all shows are archived at datontalbertshow.com. Uh, you can also download all past episodes of this show at on iTunes, so uh, where we have over two million downloads uh, to date. So definitely, you know, check check uh, check us out there. You know, follow us online. I always usually post the uh, you know the links on my Facebook Twitter uh, page and uh, Twitter page and things like that. You know, follow me at Dadon Tolbert. And um, so yeah, so we did that. You know, we did our special on the Michael Brown tragedy. Um, you know, saving our children, which was which you know a lot of people appreciated. Um, you know, when a man loves a woman, what it looks like when a man truly loves a woman. So a lot of a lot of those types of shows tonight's going to be a little bit more uh, more informal. And uh, most recently, our last live show was uh, uh, what was it Thursday night where we talked about the Atlanta exes. Courtney, did you enjoy our special on the Atlanta exes, the ladies? Of the Atlanta exes. Yes, I did. I I, I enjoyed it. I actually um, caught the episode. I think it came on last night. Uh, did you watch it? The most recent. No, not yet. Okay. No, I was going to say I'm not. You know, giving anything away, but it's just amazing just to see how, you know, how we as women we just don't understand how, you know, men think, and just, I mean, really to the point where it's like almost. You know, clueless, and I hate to say that about those women. You know, no disrespect to them, but like in the show, it's evident, and it's last one is very evident. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's it's not. That's one of those shows. Like, I feel like I'm not even going to continue to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, we did what we had to do. Like, we came and we did a show. We watched. You know, I, I watched the first three episodes, and it's just one of those shows where like. I was glad that it, there's a show like that where we were able to use as a teaching tool, you know, and we did that on Thursday. Uh, but just for every, you know, everybody out there, if you guys are going to continue watching, don't expect me to be doing like a recap. You know how sometimes I'll do updates. I, you know, I really just don't see myself continue to watch. But definitely if you missed that particular show, make sure you uh, check it out, you know, check out the archives because, you know, it, we, we really got deep into just the thought process behind, you know, um, what goes into being an ex, you know, how to let go from a past failed relationship, letting go of hurt, pain, resentment, but then also from a male perspective, you know, helping women understand, you know, why so many women are not being taken seriously because they have not let go of those past emotions. 
You know, in fact, I talked, uh, I spoke about that earlier uh, today on my uh, on my uh, Facebook page. I was just saying that, you know, ladies, you really can't uh, be mad. In fact, I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to paraphrase myself, but, you know, in fact, I'm just going to take a second and go into my – because I actually really want to read it to you all, you know what I'm saying, like actually read what what I said because it was important. In fact, here it is right here. I said, um, I said, ladies, you can't expect a man to attempt to love you as long as you're still holding on to hurt, pain, and resentment from a past relationship. I said you can, however, expect him to attempt you to use you for your body until he meets someone who's emotionally available to give you 100% or to give him 100% of her heart. And so we definitely went deep into that uh, on that show. But what I'll say about that tonight is, you know, when, when, you know, a lot of times women are not connecting the dots as far as the, uh, you know, like the holidays. Like, like I said, we just had Labor Day. So Labor Day is obviously, you know, it's the it's the end of summer, you know, it's the beginning of the fall season. In fact, what we uh, refer to as many refer to as cuffing season. You know, cuffing season is basically, if you're unfamiliar, uh, Courtney, matter of fact, I'll let you. What what as a woman, what's your definition of cuffing season? What's that mean to you? Cuffing season is the season of uh, you know casual um, situations. So basically, um, when it gets colder outside, and you know, guys are looking to link up with women, not for a serious relationship, but really just someone to have sex with during the the winter months. And that's really what happens. Um, a lot of women think that they're in a relationship with a guy, but really, it's just you're, they're just being cuffed temporarily. So when the weather breaks and when it starts to get nice out, the guy disappears. You know, you don't see him again because cuffing season's yeah. over. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, like you said, a lot of times women will will erroneously and unfortunately view those situations as as uh, you know more than what they are as a relationship. You know, in fact, because what a lot of guys do is they they it's it's basically us cuffing you up, claiming you as our own, you know, staking our claim for that temporary time period, but the only difference in the way you know the difference is because he's not really committing to you. In fact, he's not committing to you, but you're playing house. You know you know how it is. You know, get the snow depending on where you are. You know, f- you know, 10 inches of snow, 12 inches of snow. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're snowed in. You're not going to work. You're spending all day together. You know, you're eating pizza. You're having sex. You know, you're having the pillow talk, you're cuddling, you're watching movies. You know, you're you're building that, you know, that time. You're spending that time so it feels like you're together. But unfortunately, it's just for a period because there's really nothing else to do. You know, I mean, nobody wants to be a player in 12 inches of snow, driving from house to house, woman to woman, you know, crib to crib, club to club. That's not really a good look. So, you know what I'm saying, we usually find one woman to you know, one main woman to, to really just chill with for those months, you know. So then, when you know, when when let's say what's the next holiday, you figure, you know, I mean, it's weird too because like around Valentine's Day, you kind of still have to juggle, a, you know, a couple different things, but it's still cold out around that time. So it's a very touch and go period. You know, you have the big fight around that time. He disappears, then he reappears. Um, you know, during uh, you know, sometime late February, early March. And then, you know what I'm saying, it goes on, and then it's over for good around, you know, late late April, uh, early May. Now that it's getting warm out. 
So, uh, you know, tonight's show is really to help you guys, you know, avoid that cycle, but also understand the psychology behind it. Because remember, as I just said, if you're a lot of times you went through cuffing, you know, whatever you went through last cuffing season, you know, will influence the emotional uh, emotional unavailability associated with who you will attract this cuffing season. So think about it. If you're dealing with a guy this year, but you're still upset about who you who you you know what happened last year, right? Courtney, is that man going to be viewing you as his future wife? No, not at all. And if he's not viewing you as his future wife, how's he viewing you? Unfortunately, as his home. Right, his sex toy, his jump off, his booty call, and I am so excited. This is a huge announcement right now. I'm about to make. This is like life changing right now. Over the years, and I can we've done thousands of shows. Okay, understand that we've been on there for about ten years, but over the years, there have been. I I mean, you know, you know what we do. I mean, we, tonight's going to be a good show. You know, we've done good shows. You know what I'm saying? But there have been some of those shows that come along once in a in a blue moon, like those just all time classic shows. All right. Um you know, and I'm sure you guys may have your favorites. Um just off the top of my head, I know our Love Jones special was one of those shows. Um interestingly enough, our Why Did I Get Married Too, where we dissected that movie was one of those shows. Our Tyler Perry uh, special on Temptation was one of those shows. Um, our Soul Tide show was one of those shows. You know what I'm saying? This next show that I'm out to, that we're going to be doing is going to be one of those shows. All right, Courtney, you know I told you about it earlier, but I'll tell you today. Okay, today I watched for the first time Being Mary Jane. All right now, and I've you know you, you guys have heard me touch on it or you know mention it, but I never watched it. That's why we never really talked about it like that. Because I like to be informed about things that I talk about. You know, I knew the premise. Uh, you know, a woman you know having sex with a married man. So I knew that much, um, which is obviously hoish behavior. So I was able to say that much, but I never really watched it. But today I watched it. I'm gonna watch the uh, watch the first episode. You know, the the, the pilot and. It's interesting because I've never done this before. That's why this is so huge. I had just off of one show almost like three pages of notes. And these weren't just any old notes like, okay, this happened, that. These were like actual notes that corresponded directly to my 10-page outline, my five uh, phase cycle towards achieving 100% emotional availability that I used to, for my counseling, uh, my private counseling practice. The, the 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 notes on this show corresponded directly to just about everything that I do from a counseling perspective. Like there was things that covered. I mean, the, the, it ran the full gamut. Okay, so I'm trying to tell y'all. I mean, from the casual sex, from the low self-esteem, from the scheming, the plotting, the bad attitude, emotional unavailability, I mean, you know, lack of respectability, just everything was there. And if you guys, hopefully you guys watch it or have watched it, and if you haven't, definitely I would encourage you to, just so you can, you know, listen to this show, because I can promise you, after tonight, after that show, that's coming up, I'll say probably, you know, early to mid next week. 
you're literally going to know exactly, like, every possible reason that could ever keep a, a, a you know, attractive, successful, single woman, you know, without being found by the man that God has for him. Because Gabrielle Union's character in that film literally, please understand this, epitomizes the vast majority of single black women out here, successful single black, I'm talking about educated, successful, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's amazing. And I, I'm saying that from a from a counseling standpoint, you know, from what I've seen through, you know, working with women privately and actually dissecting it, you know, and studying this stuff, but also just as a man who's actually dated. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still a man. You know what I mean? I still dated you know, hundreds of women over the course of my life. And, and you know, and, and from the, my personal experiences, from the experiences of other men that I've talked to, the countless men that I've spoken to directly, and, you know, and, and heard their feedback as to why they're not committing, you know, the num- you know, the main turnoffs and things that they're experiencing. This show, I'm telling you, it really epitomizes everything, you know, that we as men are not looking for and, and um, are, are, uh, are, are leery of when dating. So... I say all that to say, make sure if you've never listened to this show again, definitely make sure you listen. You know, you check me out on that uh, on that night to hear that show because it's going to be informative. Is going to be an, it, that would be an understatement. What do you What are your thoughts on that, Corey? I know you've watched it on and off over the you know the last several months, but any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I know that it's going to be a good show because there is a, a lot to talk about and a lot that, you know, a lot of us women can identify with. I mean, I saw it when I watched it. I do recall seeing a lot of myself, you know, um, just in, in the character. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting just to hear um, the male perspective of that and then seeing that, you know, you dated women or you knew women like that, I should say. Um, it should just be interesting just to hear your take on it. Yeah, it's gonna be a, um, it's gonna be deep. It's definitely gonna be deep. Uh, I'm excited about it. So there's that. Um, real quick, a uh, couple of things to get out the way before we, uh, you know, get started with everything this evening. Um, uh, for the fellas, you know, things are actually moving uh, ahead of schedule with the uh, with the new hair studio. You know, so what we're doing is just to keep you guys updated. If you're in the Philly area. Um, anywhere around there, fellas, everyone's first haircut is 50% off, all right, starting this Monday, all right, we still got some things where, you know what I'm saying, we're, we're getting done, but we're going to be open for business, 6900 Ogons Avenue, fellas, come on through, get a $10 haircut, tell a friend, ladies, single moms, come on out, bring your sons, you guys are always going to be half off. So definitely come on out um, on uh, on next Monday, um, and it's just going to be an exciting time. You know, it's a new venture. Come on out and support. Say what's up, and um, you know, Courtney's there. She's going to be the shampoo girl. So get your hair washed. <laughs> now I'm playing with you. You know what I mean? Courtney's not the shampoo girl, but you know what I mean. Come on out, and um, it's going to be a good time. You know what I mean? Uh, so there's that, and uh, let's jump into it, Courtney. What's up with this? Uh, this love and hip hop reunion special. I mean, I know have you been, I know you don't really get into it like that, but have you heard people talking about the drama, the foolishness, the the ratchetness, if you will? Yeah, I actually um I caught some of it today. I oh, couldn't you get you caught it. 
<laughs> you caught it. That's an interesting way of putting it. Okay, I like that. You caught it. Like it, like you just so happened you like to be flipping through. You used to be yeah, just, just scrolling through, huh? Right. Uh, you know, I um, purposely watched it. I, you know what? I couldn't even get through the whole thing. Usually, you know, I used to be like a big Love and Hip Hop Atlanta fan. I was like, even for like the reunions, like I loved it for the drama. But it was different this time around because um, I just couldn't take just how ridiculous it was. And it was just like, wow, like, why are we acting a fool on TV? Like, the money that they're getting paid for is just not worth it. And so it kind of made me sad to watch. It was just like, really? Like, no class at all. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's 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 one of, one of those things that's really sad, you know what I mean? Um, when you look at, I mean, obviously – you know, there's some some drugs involved there. You know, what I mean, if you guys have ever tuned in to one of our specials where we really went detailed, you know, into you know the Stevie J's, the you know the Mimi. You know, in fact, we did a recent special specifically on the the sex tape and you know just how that type of behavior affects the children that are involved. I mean, you look at you know Stevie J has kids. You know, Mimi has. You know, what I'm saying kids. Well, they have a kid together, but just you know, there are kids involved. You know, and so when you do that type of stuff. It really puts you, I mean, these are moms fighting. You know what I'm saying? These are fathers fighting. You know, when, when kids, and one of the things you got to realize is that you know, when you see as children, you see your father, you see your mom acting out, you know, um, towards each other, towards others, what that does is it lowers the bar as to what you, in fact, will settle for when dealing with, your, you know, a, a guy or fellas, you know, with a woman. You're going to hold, you know, whether you want to or not, that person in the same light as you do your parents. So if, your, if the bar has already been lowered, well, that already tells you the type of guy you're going to end up dealing with. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to, you know, it's, that's just how it works. So what we as as parents have to do is collectively raise the bar back to where it needs to be. We need to set the standard. We need to get get out of the striving to be like the Olivia Popes, the Beyonces, and get back to trying to you know be like Florida Evans, you know Felicia Rashad and the Cosby Show. I'm talking about great examples of of mothers of wives. You know what I mean, and it's you can't really blame the black community because this stuff is really big. I mean, you can. But you know, it's all for a purpose. You know what I'm saying? The 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 entertainment industry, the government is drilling this stuff down our heads. You know, just bombarding us with these negative images. You know, whereas before we, you know, there was an abundance of positive, you know, black figures, male and female. Um, you know what I'm saying? Whether it was Family Matters, Cosby Show, uh, Parenthood. Uh, my wife and kids. I mean, the shows. You know, a different world. The shows went on. They were endless. Now you can't. You, you'd be hard pressed to name one show with a positive black family on it. You know, and so um, that there's a, that's for there's, that's not by accident. It's not by accident that all those shows just went away. You know what I'm saying? It's not by accident you don't turn on the radio and hear India RE anymore or the Anita Bakers, the people who actually have talent. There's a reason why you hear everything about sex and, you know, he Monica lewinsky all over me, Nicki Minaj and all her hoish lyrics. I mean, there's a reason for that. So we just have to, if they're not going to give it to us, we have to create our own images. We have to create our own messages for our kids, we have to leave a different legacy than than that that's being tried. Uh, they're trying to leave for us. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way that we're gonna. I mean, it's, and I'm not even saying don't watch love and hip hop. You know what I'm saying? It's not about not watching. People think that if you just don't watch something, 
that it's going to just go away. And that's not how it works. The ra- we have nothing to do with the ratings. You know what I'm saying? These shows are going to there there's a plan. You can watch or not watch, it's still going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what they want us that's what they want to be like I said, put down our throats. So what I would say is at least educate yourselves, you know, watch these shows, but then listen to our show and then actually listen to how you can be the exception, how you can be different, how you can be opposite. That's how you succeed. That's how you win. That's how you take what was meant for evil and turn it to be for what's for good because they give you a blueprint on what not to do, and then we to give you a blueprint on what to do, and then that way, you know what I'm saying, that way you, you have all the information from both sides of the coin. You know what I'm saying? I mean, am I right? Yeah. I mean, you are. You really are. And I'm glad that we do this. Right, right. I mean, that's that's what we're here for. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're here for. Um, I mean, and so I mean, there, so that's really all I have to say about it. I mean, you could, you know, we could talk about, you know what I'm saying, oh, Jocelyn running around fighting people. But, I mean, at the end of the day, she's just reaching out for attention. You know, she's just angry. She's angry that I mean, because this is this is where it gets gets deep. See, a lot of women are like, "Oh man, you know, look at her." But I mean, be honest with yourselves, though, and not maybe not you, but you know, what I'm saying a lot of these women who you know act in similar manners, dress in a similar manner. It's you got to look at their history. You know, when you have are struggling with with depression, when you're struggling with low self esteem, which often goes hand in hand. You know, what I'm saying, and you feel like. The only way you can get people to notice you, the only way you can succeed in life is with your body. You know, people don't really care about you as a person. People don't care about you, you know, as far as personality, your emotions, but they care about your body, your breasts, your booty. You know, that's going to put you into a negative state of mind. When you put yourself on display, put yourself on a platter, you know, and, and, and serve yourself up to, you know, countless men to lust after you and drool over you just specifically to hopefully have sex with you, there's no possible way someone like Beyonce or Jocelyn or, you know, anyone else who, who puts themselves up there on display like that can be happy. You know what I'm saying? There's no happiness in that. Everyone at the end of the day wants to be loved for them. You know what I'm saying? Like them as a person. You know, and when you do love yourself as a person, you don't disrespect yourself by flaunting your body. You know, and when you flaunt your body, you clearly don't respect yourself because it's, you know, it's a cry for attention. So depending on the person, you know, that's going to determine how they lash out. But please understand, you know, they're going to be miserable. Jocelyn is going to be miserable. And it just so happens that her level of anger and depression and everything else is causing her to fight, you know, to react with her fist, whereas other people may react a different way. Some people, they're not violent, but they just take it out on themselves and go ahead and kill themselves, you know, as opposed to wanting to, you know, try to kill other people through, you know, violence. So it's all it's all the same. It's all It all stems from the same place, but it just, you know, it just... You know, it's going to be determined, uh, the effect is going to be determined, the result will be determined by that per individual's, you know, level of, you know, violence or, um, you know, you guys get where I'm going with that. So just, you know, don't. I would say just pray for them. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, pray for people like that, like Mimi. Same thing. There's funny thing is people think, oh, Mimi is this. Mimi and Jocelyn are actually the same person. There's actually no difference there. They're both extremely vulgar, have a huge false sense of security, a false sense of pride. 
extremely violent, went in a fight, you know, huge emotional wall up, you know, giving their bodies, you know, to men who are clearly respectively using them. You know what I'm saying? Nico is clearly using her, leak the tape so he can, you know, come up financially. You know what I'm saying? Stevie J, he, you know, is using Jocelyn for obviously for sexual purposes, but also just to, you know, keep his name in the in the spotlight in the media, and he's using this whole thing to boost his celebrity. You know, they're, they're so, and you look, they're, they're like the same person in the same situation. That's why they, if you look at them, they're both they hate each other because they're like, you know, what I'm saying you typically don't get along with people who you're, you know, most closely like. You know, have you seen some of the similarities between the two of them? Oh, yes. Yes, it's the same thing. I don't know why people were saying, a lot of people were saying that, um, you know, Jocelyn was worse than Mimi, and they were, you know, they wanted to take Mimi's side on it, but I never saw it that way because it was, they were both fighting each other. It was just equally as bad on both sides. Let me tell you all something. I said this when we did our special on them, you know, like season one, when we really did the whole show on them. And I would encourage you all to go back and, um, you know, just type in Love and Hip Hop, um, you know, Atlanta on the Data October show, and you'll hear our whole three-hour special where we really went, you know, in detail. It was a very informative show. But, I mean, and I said it then, I'll say it again now. Mimi is, is to me, the absolute worst. You know, I'm talking about just... Horrible, you know what I mean? Just like even more so than Jocelyn. I'll tell y'all why. Mimi is, I mean, she's it's it's almost like she's more. I'll say she's less comfortable with herself. You know, and what it is is it's like she tries to play this good girl who is, you know, what I'm saying like she doesn't embrace who she is. You know, like, whereas Jocelyn is like, look, yes, yeah, Stevie, I'm using you. Yeah, I was a stripper. Now I'm not a stripper. Now I'm paid. I'm on TV. I got a singing career. I'm using you. We can use each other, whatever. Like, yeah, I was a hoe. What about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I have more respect for women who are able to own what they do. You know, like, I have, to be honest, I have more respect for strippers than I do for some of these undercover hoes out here who try to act like, oh, yeah, I'm a good girl, but like like the being Mary Janes, for, and we'll get more into that, who try to act like they're these good girls and they don't do anything and their stuff don't stink and, oh, woe is me, why can't I find a man? You know what I'm saying? But you're out there with your vibrator. You're out there, you know, having sex with one guy, two guys, you know what I'm saying, every couple weeks. What, like, you know what I'm saying? Just be honest. You got to own it. Mimi doesn't own it. She fronts. You know, hey, you know, I, somebody like Jocelyn will tell you straight. Hey, yeah, I made it. I made a tape. I leaked it. Whatever. Kim Kardashian, even. Hey, yeah, this. I made a tape. This is what it is. Let's move on from it. And you know, what I'm saying at least, like, you know, don't. But don't try to hide it. Don't try to act like you're a victim when you know darn well you sat back and plotted to have this tape released. They're letting that out in bits and pieces. But like, I want her to just be honest about it. And there are a lot, there's so many women out there who who play the victim and who who don't own their hoish behavior, you know. And then and, and then she has the audacity to get mad, and not just mad but super mad, and and like wanting to fight and wanting to cuss, nostrils flaring up, looking like a dude, cussing like a sailor, you know, looking crazy when somebody confronts her or calls her out on her stuff. And it's, I mean, she she curses. Worse than I've ever cursed. 
and I used to curse. I mean, just like 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 a man. It's just disgusting to see her. So that's I mean, so to to say, you know, what I'm saying just on that, she's just to me one of the most the horrible examples of a woman out there, especially having a child. You know what I'm saying, which is just ridiculous. So, but that's just my take on it. Um, you know, if I had to compare now, Jocelyn, like I said, I'm no fan of her. Obviously, she's horrible too, and definitely struggles with um, a lot of things. But um, you know, like I said, all you can do is pray for those types of individuals. You know, and because and, at this point, there's not really too much that can be done. That's why I always say. In fact, I was talking about this with some family members at, uh, you know, on Labor Day. You know, we have to reach these kids early. You know, we have to reach these kids early because, you know, a lot of times once they get to a certain age, once they get to a certain way of thinking, you know, you can't, that's who they are, you know. And and without having the right people in their lives to even be able to reach them at that point, you know, like I work with a lot of older adults, you know what I'm saying, 35, 45, 50, whatever. You know what I'm saying? They've surrounded themselves with, you know, positive people. So, you know, yeah, we can make a difference. But, you know, who's, who are the positive individuals in Mimi's life? Who are the positive individuals in Althea's life? You know, at the, at that stage, it's like they're not only who they are, but there's no hope. There's no one that they're even seeking you know, a lot of these women don't even see an issue with the way that they're living lives, and even these men. So that's why I say we just got to pray for them and, um, you know, and kind of hope for the best, you know. But that's really all I want to say about, you know, loving hip-hop. I mean, you know, and you guys out there, too, and, in, in, you know, radio land, you know, let's all, let's all, you know, collectively stop fronting. You know, it's like everybody's guilty pleasure. And nobody wants, oh, yeah, it's this and that. But, you know, I mean, you, you watch it. You know what I'm saying? I watch it. Courtney watches it. You know, if you watch it, you watch it. You know, like, it's not a big deal. You know, at least know what it is. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't act like, oh, my God, this is real or this is, you know what I'm saying, this is the best thing in the world. No, it's not the best thing in the world. But if you watch it, you watch it. We all struggle with things. Some people watch it for the reasons why I'm telling you to watch it. Other people watch it just because it's entertainment. I'd rather you be honest about it than try to act like, you know, oh, my gosh, no, I just watch, uh, you know, the Bible channel all day long, and I read my Bible 24-7, and, you know, and then I go to sleep, and I get up and go to work, and I come home and go to Bible study. Like, I mean, come on. You know, if that's what you do, cool. But if that's not what you do, keep it real. Because what happens is society tells us that you have to be a certain type of way to get this. When in reality, these men aren't worried about, you know, you being this super saint. You know what I'm saying? A lot of y'all, and I'm just being honest, this is one of the men's biggest turnoffs. What happens is we run into these women who portray themselves in a certain type of way. And they think this because society tells them, okay, if I want to be found, I've got to act a certain, I've got to be like this. You know, just like in being Mary Jane. She said, oh, no, I've got to be, you know what I'm saying, da-da-da. But then when the sex goes down... Right, and then then we find out the real deal. It's like, whoa, what, what's all it is? I didn't I didn't sign up for that. I, didn't, I thought you were different. I thought you were special. You know, I thought you were this. And then we can take you being how you are, but what we can't take is being deceived. What's your thoughts on that, Courtney? Did you ever feel like 
you had to be a certain type of way or portray yourself in a certain type of way, it, you know, publicly, but then, be you know, behind closed doors, it was something totally different? I sure did because um, it was just, I mean, I, I've never admitted this, but, you know, that's what we're here for on the show. But, like, I felt like I had to portray myself as being, like, you know, like you said, this super sane and just like, oh, I've always lived for God because I, a part of me was ashamed of the person I used to be. And so to me that was my way of, like, overcompensating and trying to make up for the past and trying to make up for the person I used to be, and I wanted to be as far away from that person as I could. So I wanted to portray myself to be someone else. Here's the problem with that is that, one, you got to – it's like running a marathon and then just coming home and putting on some perfume. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? you got to actually deal with the issue, deal with the problem at the root. You know, so you if there's an issue, if there's a if you have a certain way that you are, you know, don't you got to fix it. Don't just try to act differently because ladies, you got to understand we always will be able to know who you are. There's that thing called discernment like we talked about the other night, you know, and you can't fool us. You got you're talking to men who've who've been who've dated I mean, hundreds of women and most men have had sex with at least 100 women. So if you're talking about sex with a hundred women, that means you've dated hundreds of women or interacted on that level with hundreds of women. So it's it's not too much you can really, you know, get past this. So don't even try to. Most men won't admit to that number, but I'm telling you that's what it is for most men. Okay? And that's on the low end. You know what I mean? That's on the low end. Okay? Be, please understand that. Um, so there's that. Now... Like I said, there's this whole thing with these celebrities going on, these these pictures. Everybody's acting like this is so so much of a big deal. What happens a lot of times is, and this all goes back to our Labor Day special, as far as you know, why men target certain women to be with on a on a sexual level around those holidays, but then other women actually get invited to the family cookouts, the family gatherings, meet grandma, all that stuff. You know, a lot of times. Women will, will, you know, they will portray that good girl image so they can get that invite they want to meet mom. But then after the cookout, they end up going back to the crib, having a few drinks, and getting a little loose. That's when the sex goes down. And like I said, men are they're not looking for the sex. A lot of women are, are fooled into thinking like, wow, if I put it on them, you know, I got to you know, I can get them. And if I, you know, keep putting it on them, I can keep them. Well. That's not what keeps us. It's definitely not what gets us, and it's not certainly not what, what keeps us. What keeps us is you actually being different from the women who put out, you know. So what happens is when a, a lot of women, what they do is they're saying, all right, well, I want to put out this good girl image, okay. So the guy, yeah, he's asking me to send him a little something. Hey, why don't you send me a little picture? Okay, so I'll just send him a little headshot. So you send him the headshot. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, you look nice. And he says, all right, well, look, why don't you send me a little something else that will put a smile on my face. So you send him a little something else with the, you know what I'm saying, with the with the you know button undone a little bit. He's like, okay, yeah, that's a little bit better. But, hey, come on, you know what I want to see. Send me a little something I'm really going to like. So you say, okay, bam, you, bam, that's when you break out the naked pics. You know what I'm saying, the pics that you send to somebody else that you just keep on the phone, you know, just for that special occasion. Then it's like, bam. You go from a headshot to just, you know, leg up on the toilet seat. It's like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? He's like, whoa, what's this? He's like, jackpot. He's like jackpot. See, this is this is where the discrepancy is. 
a lot of women, whether it's you know, whether it's uh what's your what's your young uh your your, your girl's name, uh B E T, uh uh Akila and the B. Um Oh Kiki you know, Palmer. Yeah, Kiki Palmer. She was one of those celebrities who got her phone hacked. But it's like, where did those pictures come from? Yeah, your phone got hacked, but you know what I'm saying, what were they doing in there to begin with? What what were you doing taking them? You know, some of these white uh, women, what was it, uh, Mystique from, what's her name, Jennifer Lawrence. You know, some freaks out here. She comes off like a good girl. They got, what are you doing with those pictures in there? And all I'm saying is, when you have those pictures waiting and we get them, we say jackpot. Okay? It's like we hit the lottery. And all the fellas know what I'm talking about. And the ladies know what I'm talking about to a certain extent. The only difference is the ladies are saying, okay, yeah, yeah, jackpot on his part because he likes what he's seeing. Jackpot because now that he sees what I'm working with, I'm still not going to give him none, but at least he knows once he wipes me up, once he commits to me, now he knows what he's going to get. So that's going to make him want to, you know what I'm saying, want to really take me seriously. Cool. So now I've hit the jackpot because I've now done what needs to be done for him to take me seriously and view me in a special manner. He's not thinking jackpot in that way. He's thinking jackpot, but for jackpot for the reason of, bam, now I can add her to the collection now I can forward her to all the homies, you know what I'm saying, and, and get props, okay? Now I can have a brand-new face to pass around the barbershop. You see how that goes? That's what happens. You know, it's never, it's never anything positive, you know, from the, and, and, and please understand, and this is very important, ladies, it is never, it, I don't care what it seems, I don't care what he says, a man is never going to be able to look at you in a lustful manner, okay, and still view you as his future wife. Now, please listen, listen to what I'm saying to you. I'm not saying he can't be attracted to you, because I was very attracted to my wife prior to marriage. I'm not saying he can't be attracted to you. I'm saying that he can't straight lust after you and still want to wife you up. Because when a man is lusting, that's all he sees. He be, then has a one-track mind. It's like, all right, how, how can I hit this? What's the best way to get her in the bed? And so once he does that, it's like, that's it. There is no, let me wife her up after that. Let me. It's like, okay, now she came over on a Friday night, you know, I told y'all, y'all got a laugh out of me when I told y'all that. This chick, I mean, she wanted to be taken seriously. But she came over on a Friday night one time. We ended up, you know, having an intimate moment. She came over, but she didn't even, it's like she was already so ready and so used to that type of behavior. She, maybe this is, maybe I told this a couple of years ago, maybe it's inappropriate at this point, but she was just, Courtney, you know, you know what I'm about. She just was, just assumed the position. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> she she I remember wasn't now. even right. She wasn't even expecting to be cuddled with or caressed or romanced or anything like that. It was just like that's just what was expected. She knew, like, and I and this was you know I'm just being honest with y'all. She was someone with a who was very uh, voluptuous, and her her biggest asset, in fact, was her. Her, you know what I'm saying, her behind. So she already knew the drill. She already knew that countless other men, that's just what they wanted. They wanted that 
You know what I mean? And I guess she just assumed that I was one of those people. And it, it, ironically, I mean, at that time I was. That's the irony about it. But, you know, for her to think that there would have been anything other than that, after putting herself in that purely sexual light, is just ludicrous. So all I'm saying is, ladies, you know, if you want, you know, the Labor Day cookouts, if you want the, the you know, uh, Christmas Eve eggnog with the family, you know, the the worst thing you could do is, is you know, um, give him what you think he wants sexually. It may put a smile on his face in that moment, but he's going to leave with a frown on his face. I saw a young woman. I was leaving uh, my house, um, you know, and driving down the street, and a woman not too far, a house not too far from me, I saw a young woman taking the walk of shame. You know what I mean? You guys know about the walk of shame, right? And it was interesting because it was almost like, I mean, not almost like, she was embarrassed. You know, I'm sure when she was taking the walk into the crib that night, it wasn't any embarrassment. It was, you know, it was actually anticipation. But afterwards, she didn't look as happy. She wasn't as happy. But you guys already know that, right? It's never the same leaving out as it is going in. You know, it's like getting drunk. Getting drunk is fun, but throwing up the next morning isn't. So you have to do things a certain way if you if you want a certain type of result. What you know about a walk of shame, Courtney? Yeah, I've done that before. I remember. Um, it, it's so it's awkward too because it's like broad daylight and you still have club clothes on or. You know your sexy clothes you put on, but I remember taking that walk and being so embarrassed, and um, I actually got kicked out of somebody's house for not giving it up, actually, and because I was playing just playing games, um, tug of war with the panties type of thing, and um, yeah, I got kicked out, and I just felt like, you know, miserable walking down the street, and um, I actually made a decision. I just wound up just going to church because I wanted to go in my bed and just like cry, but I just. I went to church, but I remember that. Guys, one of the next live shows that we're going to be doing, we got so many great shows coming up. Y'all have no idea, man. Y'all are hearing the best of the best, man, these last several months. But we, this is going to be a crazy one, a really good one coming up. I mentioned that new uh, Sam Smith song, Stay With Me, which you guys know is obviously about a one-night stand. Well, we're going to be doing a whole show on that, you know, the just – the breaking down the lyrics one you know to the song which really talks about you know just the 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 psychology behind a one night stand you know the the walk of shame the wanting to be held he says um you know clearly this isn't love you know what i'm saying or this is you guys know this but you know what i mean it's not it's clearly you know what it is but you know would you stay with me you know what i mean and that's at the end of the day that's that's what we all want. Nobody wants to just take a walk. Nobody wants to. Don't, don't sexy clothes look ridiculous the morning after, Courtney? Yes. It's you so obvious, that? too. Yeah. It, it, looks, it looks cool going in. It's like, all right, whatever. But it, they look ridiculous. Like, why are you dressed like that at, at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning? You know, so, you know, that's what we're going to talk. Look out for that show. It's going to be all about the... The what's the word I want to use? Just the everything that the process, the before, the aftermath of you know uh, of casual sex, 
but just overall friends with benefits. In fact, several years ago, one of the realest shows we've ever done was, was on just that. It was on the rules of being a friend with benefits. And that, if y'all want to hear a real show, like I'm talking about cursing and, uh, you know, just sex. I mean, every, it couldn't, I could not have been, this show could not have been impossible to have been realer. This was maybe, I want to say, at least five years ago that we did that show. And I even listened to it recently. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa, I kept it a little too real there. But, you know, that's how we used to do it back in the day. Um, now we just happen to do it from, it's still just as real, obviously, but, you know, real, the, even realer because it's from a, a, a biblical perspective. But, yeah, so that we're going to do that show, um, you know, definitely uh, in the, over the next week or so. Um, but, yeah, so look, at, so just don't, don't, you know what I mean, just chill. I gotta chill with the sex pics. You gotta chill with the with the sex talk, the text messages, telling us what you're gonna do, how you're gonna put it on us. Because we don't need to know all that. Not only do we not need to know that, but we don't want to know that. Because again, it takes us, it takes you out of that special, you know, category and into the average category. We can have sex with anybody. You know, sex is very. Um, you know, easy to get at this stage in the game from any man out there at the, you know, at this point. So, um, you know, what's not easy is to find a woman who's actually single and celibate. I mean, really, if you look, I can't. I mean, I want to do it now because I'm so hyped. I just saw the movie, you know, the being being Mary Jane. But there's a line in the movie where she was even like, "Yo, you know, I did everything right." Why can't, you know what I'm saying, things go my way? What, why I did everything right, and how come I can't get rewarded? I'm like, did everything right? You did everything wrong. But we'll talk about that. I mean, this is someone who, you know what I'm saying, sex, you know, masturbation, uh, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, having sex with multiple men, dealing with multiple guys, got the guy in his phone, never answer. Not only does it say never answer, but she ends up having sex with the dude that says never answer. I'm like, what the heck? He can't be but so bad, can he? Never answer, and but that's how it is. Oh man, trust me, do not want to miss that show. You know, and I didn't know. I knew it was real, but I'm like, wow, that's. It's not the. Please don't look at it like a show. It's real life. That's how I'm telling you as a man. Everything in being Mary Jane happens with 90% of single black women out here. I'm telling you that. That's a fact. Trust me. Trust me on that. I'm telling you that from personal experiences. I'm telling you that from thousands of men that I've interacted with over the years. Every man will tell you Gabrielle Union's character in being Mary Jane epitomizes what we have experienced and what we do not want in a wife. Can you believe that, Courtney, how real that show is? Yeah, I, I can. That's a lot of similarities in my show. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the, the, I, the funny thing is, is that's why it's so popular. You know what I mean? Like, that's why it's so relatable for so many women. That's why it's a hit. That's why it was supposed to be a movie, and then they made it into a show, because, I mean, that it's, it, that's why it even says on the thing. You know, it's like, what, 40, 42% of black women have never been married. This is the story of one black woman. It's not meant to, you know, be representative of all black women. But the reality is, it is. 
the vast majority, if you, I'm telling you like this, and some women may not like this, but I'm telling you this as a man, if you are not like being Mary Jane and, and don't do the vast majority of things in that movie, you're on your way to being found by, a, you know, a true man of God. That's why I'm telling y'all, listen to this show we're about to do next week because I'm, it's going to be the blueprint. You know, any, man, it's going to be the blueprint for love. You know what I mean? So so there's that. Uh, one of the things I talked about online uh, over this over this week, I, I had a lot to say. A lot of times, you know, I just chill, you know, just you know, say what I say on the show. But um, I had a lot to say online over the last week or so. I was talking about attitudes. One of the things I said, um, if you hopefully you guys didn't miss our our flawless show, the I woke up like this show. We did it last week. Another good show, classic show, in fact. You know where we where we discuss the definition of beauty, not just beauty, but real beauty. And we dissected Nicki Minaj's verse on that song, Beyonce's verse on that song, just absolute foolishness and how women follow that. And so, um, but one of the things I said, kind of piggybacking off of that show, was, ladies, I said, being stuck up and conceited is not sexy at all, okay? It's just, it's not sexy, because it's unfortunate a lot of women, society, in fact, will tell a lot of women that you got to have that, 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 that swagger, that, you know, that attitude, you know? And in fact, I said, ladies, telling a man that you're actually interested in. Like, if you're not interested and you're just playing games, all right, like, you know, okay, whatever. But if you're actually interested in a man, like, you actually like him, you actually would like to possibly have a future with him, you know, like, I said that you telling that man, you look so good tonight, I look so good tonight, I mean, I said that would be one of the stupidest things you could do if you hope to be taken seriously by him. I said that the most desirable women have the most humble personalities. It's amazing. Now, now let me just ask you something, Courtney. Would you say, based on what you've seen, would you say that Beyonce or even a Nicki Minaj or Gabrielle Union even, who just recently married Dwayne Wade, congratulations, this past weekend, you know, we'll be hearing from them in the news in a few years. You know, (laughs) I think we all know that by now. But for right now, congratulations. Do any of those three women strike you as being overly humble? No. Even having a, a just an overall great personality? No, not in the least bit. <laughs> not in the least bit. And that's true. I mean, they did. And, you know, give me a call if you feel differently. Like, if you feel like Gabrielle Union comes off in a humble manner. You know, let me know. You feel like Beyonce comes off in a humble manner, Nicki Minaj, or, you know, any any of these women. In fact, I challenge you guys to really, you know, point out any woman out here who, you know, comes off with like a super great personality nowadays. They're very rare and few and far between. You know, if you look at somebody like my wife, those of you who know her, you know, or interact with her online or something, I mean, I think that anyone would say, oh, wow, she comes off in a, in a very humble manner. She seems very sweet, very laid back. You know, I mean, that's there's a reason for that. You know, like, there's a reason. You know, when you look at people, like, you may look at over in the Friends of the Dayton Tolbert show group who just seem very, you know, godly women, very humble, very friendly. 
you know, submissive even. That's what you want. That's what we want as men. But we 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 definitely don't want anyone talking about some. I look so good tonight. Well, as I mentioned on that on that show, I mean that that's just not smart. That's not it's not a good idea, you know. Because once we see that, you know, it's it's pretty much a wrap. So just you know, just keep that. I know you know it's you know that's not gonna be popular, it's not going to get a lot of thumbs up, but just listen to that type of stuff. You don't have to publicly co-sign or anything. I don't care about thumbs up. So if y'all see something I say with no thumbs up, don't feel bad for me. Feel good because, like, wow, I know that y'all saw it, but you're like, wow, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying, which is good because that means it got you. You know what I'm saying? It got you right in the gut, which is where I want to get you because that means it's making an impact. I'm not... Listen, I don't care about public accolades. Let me you know tell y'all now. I'm not into ratings. I'm not into you know accomplishments, resumes. I'm not into that. You know, I don't care about that. I'm just here to reach people behind the scenes. You know what I mean? I'll post the ad for the show. The ad for the show will get no responses, but I get thousands of people who listen. So I'm like, whoa. Where did all y'all come from? You know what I mean? I thought y'all didn't, you know what I mean? But see, that's cool. That's cool. We've been doing this a long time. So just get the information. Get it however you get it. You know what I mean? And then apply it. Because my goal for all of you who are listening right now is to help you be found by the man that God has for you. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Nothing more, nothing less. I got everything I've I've ever wanted. I'm good. I want now. I want to give back. Okay, is that cool, Courtney? Is that cool to do? Is that I mean, because that's your goal too. Yes, it is. And I I mean I say all the time I do appreciate you for, you know what what you do, because before I was listening to the show, like when I was just a listener before that, I was really really lost. So you know you are making an impact. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, let's look at what else. What else is going on? In fact, now this was this is one of those. I, I switch it up. You know what I mean? Some that that post right there, the first one. I said, you know, being conceited or stuck up. That's not a good look. It's not sexy. You know, a lot of people weren't feeling that necessarily. They they got it, but they weren't feeling it. That's that's my old my my double disc CD. What women need to know but don't want to hear. Shout out to everybody who got that a couple of years ago, man. You know, that was, you know, and it's still available. If y'all want to get it, just, you know, email me or I think you can still purchase it on the website. I may have to re-release that, you know, because a lot of great information in that double-disc uh, CD. Um, but so that that was, you know what I'm saying, there was that. But then you look at the second piece of advice that I gave a little bit later. I said, ladies, any man who gives an excuse as to, why he can't commit to a woman, isn't interested in that woman, and is most likely using her for sex. When a man truly loves a woman, nothing will be able to keep him from making her his queen. In fact, that question, where is I mean that response was was actually in response to uh a young woman over in the Friends of the Data on Tober show group who asked for a, you know some advice. Hopefully she's listening. I want to read this question, and I just I responded. But that you know what I mean I just went ahead and posted my response as a as a Facebook status because this is exactly what I, how I respond to her. She says this was her question. 
she says, uh, should a man's finances and stability determine whether or not he should be in a relationship? Do you think it's just an excuse? Do you think it's worth the wait? If he lost his job two weeks into the friendship as she told if if he lost his job two weeks into friendship as a retail management house and car in the four months you've been friends, he found a job, but it's part time so it's not much money. He's not on salary anymore, he's constantly looking for better jobs and opportunities. he's trying to pick up the pieces. Is it worth the wait, or is it excuses for making a commitment? See here's the thing now, if you guys could follow that question. And it's really, I mean, the answer that I gave was really the the answer that it is. But just to kind of break it down a little bit more, the reality is there's nothing in here. First, I'm not going to say, could it be worth the wait? Hey, maybe. Who knows? You know, could it be successful? I, I don't know. I'm not going to say no. But my question is, what in this question, what in this situation says, you know, and confirms what the Bible says that when you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. Because sh- certainly, surely, all of these 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 factors would not add up to the desire of your heart. No one would pray for someone who would be in this situation and treat them in this type of manner, whether it could work out or not. So my thing is why is he, the fact that this is even a question, and this is nothing against this young woman, but I've seen this, you know, countless times that, you know, many women will try to find reasons and often find reasons not to leave someone alone just because they don't want to be by themselves. You know, because it's like, I mean, at what point? I mean, the guy doesn't want to be with you. I mean, that's, I mean, it's plain and simple says his finances, you know, instability determine whether or not he should be in a relationship. Do you think it's an excuse? If a man is giving you an excuse, ladies, that's it. He don't want you. Because when a man wants you, and if you guys heard our show on what it looks like when a man loves a woman, if you heard that show, you know that there will be no excuses. There are no excuses. In fact, there's the exact opposite, which is nothing but commitment and confirmation. Let me tell you what we do when a man loves a woman. Let me tell you something. I met my wife, we got married, I took her to Cabo for the honeymoon. Guess where we're going next year for our five-year anniversary, Courtney? Back to Cabo? Back to Cabo. You understand it? That's how that works. You know, but this time around, we're going to take the kids with us. You know what I'm saying? One big happy family vacation in Cabo. Five nights, four, uh, five days, four nights. Go, going over to Paradise, Paradise for about a week. You see how that works, guys? See, that's what happens when a man loves a woman. All that extra stuff, all the excuses, all the BS, it it doesn't happen. Okay? It's just you you see someone you want, you marry her, you you know what I'm saying? Or you get with her, you know, and then you marry her. I mean, it's, it's not hard. I'm I'm still, see, when you look at the finances, see, I was broke when I met my wife. You know, I, mean, I was, I was broke, I had no money. She lent me money. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't care. I mean, she, everybody knows that. Or if you did, I mean, I have no problem telling you. 
So, you know what I mean? These are all things that happen. These are things that you can build together. It's all a part of the plan, the ultimate plan. And when you're dealing with a certain type of man, you know, he's going to have that plan that's not just going to be a plan, but it's actually going to be a plan that leads to the ultimate goal, which is where what you're seeing now. You guys understand? It's not about what he can do for you. It's not about what you can do for him. It's about what the two of you can do together. Whether whether you're making a hundred thousand a year, whether he's making thirty thousand a year, or vice versa, it doesn't matter what it is. Because guess what? It all goes into one account. A lot of women get caught up. Oh, who should pay for this? What difference does it make? Guess what? Me and my wife, we we go out to eat. When we take trips, it doesn't matter who pays for what. Why, Courtney? Because it all comes out the same account. You know what I'm saying? So why are people, if, if think about it, if the ultimate goal is to get to marriage and have a, a, a marriage that's successful and happy and loving, you know what I'm saying, where it's all going to come out of one pot, it's all, it's all money, it's all income, you know, it's just money. It's not your money, my money, it's just the account, the money. Why is it such a big deal when you're single if the goal is to get to that ultimate point? What is that, Courtney? Right. It, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. When we're down in Cabo and I say, all right, let's go out to eat, and we go out, you know what I'm saying, we throw in our, my, uh, you know, our, our white linens and, you know, whatever we throw on, and we say, all right, we're going to go to this restaurant. You think, it's, oh, who's going to pick up the check? It doesn't matter who picks up the check. <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, you think she cares? You think I care? It's what's in the account. So, I mean, I'm telling y'all, I'm listening to what I'm saying to y'all. We're coming up on five years. Some of y'all have been listening to me for seven years, and I've been married for five years. So you've seen this whole thing. You've you've heard me two years not married, five years married. Some of y'all have been following me for 10 years. You know, and some of y'all are out there. Shout out to you guys. I, I appreciate the support. But you see how it works. I give you a blueprint on what to do. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying our relationship is perfect. No, no relationship is perfect. But I'm saying it can work if you put God first, if you follow the plan, if you're emotionally available. If you're dealing with a man who's being led by God and who you feel comfortable allowing to lead you, and you you, you know you put a, put aside that pride, put aside the you know any type of uh, resentment, hurt, pain from from past situations, any type of negative negative feelings, you know, and you do it the right way, everything goes according to plan. What do you think about it? Was that ever hard for you, Courtney? Yeah, because I was just so stuck on the past and how things worked out with certain people or didn't work out. It was hard for me to focus, you know, on the right. future. Right. I, I work with a lot of women who who will tell me just that. It's just like, well, dang, you know, they don't. I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I'm just. I feel so bad about how things have turned out in the past. It's hard for me to have hope for the future. I said, well, what does your past have to do with the future? You know, when I used to gamble, I didn't go to the casino thinking about how much money I lost the last time I went. 
You know, and in fact, no gambler does. You know, in the reality, guess what? Life, or I should say, love, interestingly enough, is a gamble. Right? I mean, think about it. You sit down at that blackjack table. You got to put out money to get money. I used to sit down at the blackjack table, put out five hundred dollars on the table. They say, "Oh, do you have a card?" I say, yeah, "Here's my card. Get my card so I get a little credit, get some free drinks, get a, you know, a free room or whatever. You know how it goes." And um, so, you know, I, so they give me the chips. You know, they give me chips in exchange for that money. Now, I wouldn't use all that money right there, but I had to give them that money just to, just to be able to have the chance at at winning. Right. So I would put it out. Now, if things went according to plan, I would end up leaving with more than that five hundred dollars. Some nights, you know, I would lose a thousand dollars. But you know, my point is, with love, it's a gamble. Same thing. You got to put out in order to get back. Hey, guess what? Sometimes when you put put that money out, you lose it. Sometimes when you put your heart out, hey, sometimes guess what? It gets hurt. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna lie to you. You put yourself out there. You be vulnerable. Guess what? You get your feelings hurt. Does that mean you don't, you know what I'm saying, you ever you never put your heart back out? No, it doesn't mean that because then you would never win. You can't win money if you don't, you know, you guys get the analogy. To get love, you have to put yourself out there. You have to be vulnerable. So if you're always thinking about what happened in the past, there's no chance whatsoever at having something for the future. So it's, it's something to think about. You know, I mean, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy at all. But the question is, what do you want to do? Because I can tell you what's not going to happen. If, but you know, if you're if you're not ever letting yourself be vulnerable, you're always having that wall up. You're always going to be dogged. You're always going to be used. You're never going to be taken seriously. What you've had in the past is going to continue happening to you forever. You're never going to have love with an emotional wall up. You're never going to have love if you're still thinking about what somebody from your past did to you. You're never going to have love, ever. The only way to have love is to let that go. Let God heal you from that. Give it to him and uh, and move on. That's it. It's basically you know, the, the, the blueprint for love. I mean, there are other things, but, I mean, that's the foundation. You know, a young woman wrote in last night. Last night we rebroadcasted our special on Friends with Benefits. You know, a young woman asked, uh, wait, was that last night or the night before? I think it was the night before. Um, but we, that was an all-time classic. She said, uh, wow, Daydon, I don't know if the show tonight was a replay, but it was awesome. Uh, it was no accident that I tuned in. Can you define a friend with benefits, a jump off, and a hoe? What constitutes a hoe? This show, uh, the show hit home for me. The ending song was on point. I love that song. Now, I don't remember what song that was, but um, I can define, I'll answer her question. Because like I said, guys, this is Labor Day Live. We do this every year. Last Labor Day Live was crazy. Um, tonight, like I said, we, you know, it's all about you guys, what, whatever you want to talk about. And uh, this young woman just wants to know, hey, what what is a hoe? All right? I mean, what the heck is that, Courtney? What? I mean, you're that – funny thing is, Courtney and I, a couple years ago, we actually did uh, uh, Keeping It Real Fridays based on that, that actual title, the definition of a hoe. Do you remember that, Courtney? Yeah, a little bit. That was a classic show. 
You know what I mean? So I would just direct everybody to that show. But, you know, you know, if you wanted a full in-depth analyzation of the definition of a hoe. Um, but for tonight's purposes, just, you know, since this young woman asked a question, but first she says, she says, you know, can you define a friend with benefits? Well, here's the thing. And we'll, like I said, we have a show coming up on that, so I don't want to go too much. Like we're going to be doing the Stay With Me show, the Sam Smith analyzation of those, uh, you know, the lyrics, um, as far as the, you know, the definition of friends with benefits, the logistical, you know, side of uh, friends with benefits situations. Uh, but a friend with benefits, in short, is someone obviously who you, you know, are cool with. You have a relation or a situation with where you also have certain sexual benefits. And the key thing to remember and understand there is that, you know, it's and this is very important, and we'll get more into this when we talk about the being Mary Jane. Ladies, it's impossible for a man to respect a woman who allows herself to be in a, in a friends with benefits situation. Okay, we, There's no respect there, no respect whatsoever. We do not respect you. It's it's the worst. It's actually the worst possible way a man can view a woman who allows herself to be used for sex. But the problem with it is that society has told us that it's not really you being used. It's actually you using the man or you getting what it is that you want or need or whatever. So it's a mutually beneficial situation. But that's not how – I mean, if you want to see it that way, that's cool. But that's not what what it is, and that's not how we're seeing it. We're using you for sex. We're viewing you as a hoe. We're viewing you as our Friday night freak. We're going to – everything that happens with a friend with benefits, please understand, guys, get shared. There is no – again, there's no respect, which means there is no boundaries. Okay? There are no boundaries that define the rules for a friend. It's just whatever. You know, what do I, what do I mean? Well, it's like if – I mean, you know how it is. If you have a girlfriend or you have a wife or a fiancé, you don't ever talk about sex with that with your significant other. I'm talking about as men. I don't know what y'all ladies be doing, but I can tell you, we will you will never hear us do that. Ever. You know what I mean? You don't like I don't talk about like with the homie, we're having a fight party on this Saturday, Mayweather versus uh Maidana. You know, so we're not gonna we're gonna talk about some things, but you're not gonna hear the guys talk about sex with their wives. Like that's not gonna happen. Okay, there's a certain level of respect there, and that's just what it is. But when you have jump offs, when you have a friend with benefits, those pictures that you sent him, those are not off limits. Okay, I'm just telling y'all. All that crap that Gabrielle Union was doing with the dude David and all that like. That's getting shared. She's being talked about as a hoe. That chick on TV, that news reporter, oh, yeah, check out this pic. Oh, snap, that's the chick from showing the, oh, yeah, yeah, that's how it is. And now she's, now when people see that show, when people see her in person, they're now thinking, oh, dang, that's that hoe. That's my man's jump off. That's that chick who has no self-respect for herself. That's That's what it is. I'm not going to wrap, you know, sugarcoat it or wrap it up in a nice little bow because I know there's a lot of friends with benefit situations. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Y'all know me. I don't don't have to lie. I'm not going to try to be friends and whatever. I'm just going to tell y'all the truth. These men have no respect for friends with benefits at all. 
the worst possible way a man can view a woman, even worse than a woman like like a stripper or an actual prostitute. I'm telling you, all, these men have more respect for actual prostitutes who at least say, hey, look, this is what it is. I'll have sex with you. You pay me. That's it. It's no more emotions involved. There's more, I'm telling you, there's more. I know men who do that. There's more. There's a mutual respect there, you know, and an understanding. That's a real understanding. All this stuff that you think you have with that friend with benefits, like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to sleep together, but if you decide to sleep with someone else, just make sure you tell me. What the heck? <laughs> I mean, Courtney, come on. You, I'm sure you, you know, you've probably even said that. You, you ever had one of those types of ridiculous understandings with these men? Yeah, I, I've said that before. Like, you know, if you're going to do it, just let me know. And if I do it, I'm going to let you know. Like, this is <laughs> and, of course, they never let me know, you know, but that's what they were doing. Right. It never happens that way, okay? It's all BS. You're setting yourself up. It's giving yourself that false sense of security and thinking that you have some type of commitment. That's where the HIV comes in. That's where the, you know, the chlamydia comes in. It's like, well, hold on, we had an understanding. You know, yeah, we're sleeping together, but we're the only people sleeping. Think about it. If you guys were the only people who the other person was sleeping with, then y'all would be together. There would be no reason not to be together in an exclusive monogamous relationship. But if you have no, if there's no relationship, why would you not sleep with other people? In fact, the only reason not to sleep with other people, or excuse me, the only reason not to commit is specifically so you can sleep with other people, at least on the male side. I mean, I'm just telling you all that's what it is. I'm not asking you all to like it. I'm not saying you have to understand. I'm just telling you that's what it is. So if a man says, oh, well, you know, I'm not where I want to be financially right now, or I got to finish up school, and then we can I can really give you that commitment that you want. Oh, but but we can like Friday night I can still smash, but we just can't beat it. That's BS. I don't care what the reason. You know, Labor Day comes around. Oh, yeah, I know your family has a big you know family cookout every week, but you know um, you know how, how come I'm not invited? Oh no no no, that's just because you know I got a um, you know. Yeah, like you see what I'm saying. It's all. It doesn't matter what what comes after that. It's all. It's going to be a lot. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, that's so true. I always used to get excuses, and I would get calls like the day after the holiday, and so it would never be the day of, or I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be with them with their family. So. It's it's real out here, and people don't understand that. Like, they think, you know, these types of situations, it's cute, you know, to be in a friends with benefits type of situation. Not only are they having sex with other women, I mean, that's obvious, but unprotected sex with you and those other women. And so all of those STDs, like you said, are getting passed around. And I know firsthand from experience. That I'm telling you. So, I mean, don't, don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Don't be that woman who ends up, you know, having to find out the hard way, right? In fact, Morgan, shout out to Morgan a couple years ago, gave some really great advice that actually will go down in history as probably some of the best advice. She said that, uh, what what did she say? She said, you don't have to be the one making the mistake 
to learn from the mistake. You know, and you know, I may be misquoting her, but that was the gist of it. You know, which is and you don't. You don't have to be the one making the mistake to to learn from the mistake. Young woman is listening right now. She says she's she's shy. She just inboxed me. She said, I'm going to read her question. I'll leave her anonymous, though. She just inboxes just now. She said, hi, how are you doing? I have a question for you. I meet a man. I, she said, I met a man three months ago. We've been in love, talking and kissing, but we're not getting sex yet. Uh, three days ago, I found I find out that he's a married, that, wait, that he married someone a couple of years ago. Um I broke up with him. Is that right or not? Please give some advice. See, here's the thing. And this is and this is kind of it's funny. She just like wrote this. This is what we're talking about here. You know, there's is no love there. That's what you got to understand. See, and this this question is a good example of the discrepancy that often exists be, between men and women and their emotions. Because she's saying, we have been in love, you know, we've been talking, we've been kissing and things, you know, you know, but we haven't been having sex. I find out that he's, you know, married. And she says, we broke up. She said, I broke up with him. See, first of all, you didn't break, you can't break up with somebody that's married. <laughs> that's, you can't do it because you're not together. <laughs> you know, you can't break up with someone. So, two... You can't be in love with two people, okay? That's ridiculous. Because remember, the only type of love is godly love, is biblical love. God is love. So if you're in love with somebody, then you have to be being treated in a godly manner. So if there's obviously if there's someone else in the picture in any capacity, well, then that's not love. You're just, you, you know, that's just a soul tie of some sort. So you might have been feeling like you were in love, but he definitely wasn't viewing you in a loving manner, and you weren't in love. Now, she says we've been talking and kissing. A lot of women equate those types of things with love, unfortunately. When love has nothing to do with kissing, love has nothing to do with talking. I mean, yeah, you may do those things when you're in love, but just those things you know, in no way, shape, or form – Constitutes love You can kiss somebody And not be in love with them. You can spend I mean I've spent I'm thinking of one woman In particular I mean we Spent like What is it Like six seven hours Straight on the phone You know what I'm saying Just talking You know you can have that A couple times A few Quite a few times I mean it's not That doesn't mean anything You know you can have A connection with someone But not necessarily Have that connection Translate into love you understand that? that? That's how that works. So, you know, I, I, what I would say is um, you, you always want to pray about situations, and God will let you know if something is love and, and when it's not. You know, Courtney, what advice would you give to this young woman? I would just definitely say, because I think her question was, you know, what should she do or is she doing the right thing? Um, yes, she is. And it, it's just all about, Trusting yourself and just loving yourself enough to know that you deserve better. Like there's, there should be no question. You deserve to be treated better than that. So I, I would definitely, like you said, I would just pray for her and I encourage her to just pray, 
you know, over, you know, her herself and the situation. So she doesn't find herself in the same one again. Yeah, the only thing she really can do is is pray because a lot of times what happens is people will, you know, go through something, and then they will try they will continue doing those same things, those exhibiting those same same behaviors, expecting a different result. You know, typically those situations are not the first types of situations that that person has ever been in. You know what I mean? Like they've usually dated someone who was, you know, unavailable, you know, whether it's because they were married or in a relationship or just not wanting to be with them. And it didn't work out, but then they just do the same thing because they're unfamiliar with the, or I should say, well, they're unfamiliar with the unknown and scared of the unknown. So, you know what I mean? I, I would definitely just say, you know, ladies, you'll know when it's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're confused, you will absolutely, you will you know what I'm saying? That's not of God, one, because God is not the author of doubt or confusion. or You know what I'm saying? You should know that. But when a man loves you, you will get that clarity. When it's the man that God has for you, you have that clarity. You have that peace in your spirit. So so hopefully, uh, I you know, I answered that question. But uh, now this young woman asked, uh, going back to the other question, she asked, well, what is a friend with benefits, right? She said, and you know, and what is a hoe? Courtney, because I don't want to get in trouble with the listeners, okay? It's like, y'all know, y'all know I don't care about that. But, Courtney, what is your definition as a woman of a hoe? Oh, uh, wow. I, <laughs> I would say uh, someone who... Is promiscuous or someone who has sex with someone without a commitment. I feel like it's all one and the same. She's, I know she's asking for clarity between the three um, that she listed, but there, unfortunately, it's all the same thing, whether or not you want to view it that way. I mean, but it is what it is. I hate to break it to her like that, but. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Courtney. There, I, I'll say this. All three a friend with benefits, a jump off. A friend with benefits and a jump off are both going to be viewed and, and both going to constitute the term hoe. Okay, there's no different. Like, you're, if you're if you're someone's friend with benefits, if you're, you know, uh, you know, a jump off, there's no positive way that that man is viewing you. But as we talked about in the past, there are differences between the two. You're going to be viewed the same, but there will be differences between how that man treats a friend with benefits versus just a jump off. You know, like say a friend with benefits may sometimes get taken out to eat. You know, we may chill. We may watch a movie. We may get snowed in together. You know, we may order pizza. You know, I may take a trip with you. You know, that new Will Smith movie comes out. You know what I'm saying? I may want to go see it. You want to see it. So we may go check it out. Um, you know, like stuff like that. We're not together, but we may do things, you know, that couples might do. But understand, like that's where you get into the cuffing season. Cuffing season is all about friends with benefits. Now, a jump off, okay, guys, that's a very specific term, it, and this is important because you hear this term. But I mean, it can and it's, it has different meanings, and people use it sometimes out of context. But the actual definition of a jump off is. You know, if I'm married, okay, and I decide I want to have sex with someone else, 
and you know, and that person knows that I'm married or sometimes doesn't know that I'm married, but they you know, it ends up going down one way or the other. That's my jump off. Okay? Like I have a jump off. That's where it would be if I'm married, if you if 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 you are in a relationship but you have someone that you're creeping with. Like for example, glad we're talking about it. In in uh or we will talk about it, Gabrielle Union was Amari Hardwick's jump off. Like like she said to the chick, you know, we have sex a couple times a week. So if he's married and he has sex with somebody else, that makes her his jump off. That makes her his hoe. So this woman that everyone, all these black women out here love and are idolizing and all this stuff, that basically, you know, you're you're looking up to a hoe, basically. You know, so that's the, that's a jump off. Now, just a, a booty call that also has a different term. Like a booty call is, it's it's no nothing about it. Like it's no regulations. Like you're not doing anything. You're not. We're not going to the movies. We're not going to get anything to eat. We're not doing anything like that. You know, there's no I'm married or I'm in a relationship. So you're just. It's just straight sex. It's just two people having sex. You know, I want you for sex and nothing but sex. Whereas a jump off, to be honest with you, can often be used for emotional purposes more so than sexual purposes. You know, someone who may have, you know, a relationship, a marriage where they're just not getting any emotional support, any um, whatever, you know what I'm saying, it's just a bad situation, may turn to someone else just to be able to talk to them, just to be able to laugh with them, just to be able to get some type of support from them. So, yeah, that relationship may end up going into a sexual realm, but that may not even been the intended uh, purpose. In fact, a lot of y'all may remember that all-time classic situation from several years ago where the young woman wrote into, or the, excuse me, the young man wrote into this show, you know, telling us specifically why he's cheating on his wife. You know, he didn't make any excuses, but he actually gave the, you know, the actual reasons for why he's cheating. And and specifically why he's cheating with the woman that he was cheating for, and what she you know what she offered him that his wife didn't offer him, you know it just so happened that uh, the young his wife, unfortunately was listening, you know and uh, she was she listens to our show like I, everybody and their mom listens to our show, but it just so happens they were he was listening I think upstairs and she was downstairs or vice versa, and she she called into the show and said she said they Don and Gerald. You know, I just want to thank you guys because, yeah, I was listening to the show, and here's his email just to let you know that I can tell you where the you know, email came from just to prove to you that, you know, I am who I say I am. She said that, but uh, had I not heard you guys' explanation for why he was cheating and, you know, just the overall analyzation of the situation, she said, I would have, after hearing that, I was I was going to kill him in his sleep. You know, but because I heard you guys is uh you know you know rationalization or not really rationalization, but just explanation for why it happened and the role that I played in it and how to not have that happen to me, and you know just kind of what he was going through emotionally, you know, I appreciate that, and she said that I'm gonna be a better wife, uh but had I not heard that it would I would have just reacted out out of straight anger and I would have actually killed him. But uh, and I, I don't know. I'd love to if they'll still listen. I would love to hear an update to see how things turned out with them. But uh, yeah, you remember that from back in the day, don't you? Yes, I was. I remember when it um, first aired. 
I was listening. I was like, wow. I was like in shock I mean, at her response. The, Shows like that, and you know, shout out to Gerald. You know, I hope he's doing all right. Haven't heard from him in a while. Good friend of mine, but uh, you know, you know, he, we, we, everything you guys hear now is was you know, was the had the foundation laid, you know, for it years ago. You know, like me and Gerald, man, we used to talk and we used to have like really put our hearts and souls into these shows and just build that foundation for what you guys have today. You know what I mean? We've obviously grown and built on top of it, but that's, you know, that rawness, that realness is, you know, in those types of situations, you know, is why we're even here today, why you guys are here. We would have, this show would have been off the air years ago. You know, can't keep doing a show if nobody's listening, if, you know what I'm saying? But that's that's where you guys, a lot of y'all came from, our core audience. It was built on those types of situations, that type of realness. So I appreciate all you guys who have been around and, you know, are still around. Because you guys are, you know, the only, I tell you, I say all the time, I haven't said it in a while, but I'll tell you all the time, hey, the, 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 the day I get no more Ask State On Advice questions, the day I get no more that, that Ask, what is it, uh, 855-55-DATE-ON that that hotline stops ringing, you know. Nobody wants to hear my opinion anymore. Everybody leaves the group. No more topics posted. Hey, I'll go on. I'll, I'll just focus on the on the hair studio. You know what I mean? I'll I'll sell cars. You know, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's hey, it's a lot of money in that stuff. I'll do that. But you guys are why I do the show. You guys, the show doesn't, you know, the show itself doesn't bring in money. We don't do advertising. We don't do commercial. This is just for y'all. <clears throat> this is my livelihood. The business is, you know, what I mean, what y'all see on Facebook, those advertisements, you know, TRC Autos, that's the business side of things. But this is just, you know what I mean? This is for for that woman who was listening in who, who was going to kill her husband. You know, that's crazy. Can you imagine being that enraged, you know, that you actually would want to do physical harm to someone based on them playing with your emotions? Yes, I felt that way before. I wanted to um, set a car on fire before. And then I contemplated. Yeah. (laughs) I was a little bit too honest. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's how I felt. Yeah, I mean, that's how I felt at that point in time. Like, now I see that that's, like, ridiculously crazy. But, I mean, my emotions were that raw and that angry at that point in time. I wasn't thinking. Rationally, and that's what we try to do is is help you guys see things from a rational and logical perspective. Because in a in a, a rational perspective that you may not have even thought of, had you been thinking rationally. And what I mean by that is from a man's perspective. You know, like if you, as a woman, you're thinking, all right, let me not destroy his car because I might go to jail. That's one way of looking at it, and that's a very you know true thing. But on the other hand, you you got to understand that doesn't hurt us. You know what I mean? That actually helps us. And I talk about this all the time. But if you guys remember uh, the uh, what was it? Waiting to exhale, where the young woman, you know, where Angela Bassett came into the boardroom. She was pissed off and she smacked the white chick and you know acted a fool. You know what did he say? What did Michael Beach's character say? To Angela Bassett Do you remember Courtney? 
He said, thank you for making it this much easier for me or something like that. Right. He said, thank you. And, ladies, you have to understand, when you put sugar in that gas tank, when you smack him, when you hunt down the chick and you want to fight her, that doesn't hurt us. We have insurance on our cars. You know what I'm saying? You, it, it, a lot of times we're tired of the car anyway, and we want to get some work done on it. So all you have to do, you, you vandalize it. Now we have a claim we can put in, and now you just got us to, you know, a new paint job that we've been wanting to do, but we didn't want to pay for it. So thank you. That's all that is. That's all that is. If you put the sugar in the gas tank, they got to total the car out. You can't drive a car with sugar in the gas tank. You know what I'm saying? Now, now we get a brand new car. You know, depending on the type of coverage you got. So it it's not. But aside from the physical, or, or I should say, the financial aspect of things, the emotional. It believe it or not, ladies, and this is I know this is hard for a lot of women to believe, but when we deal with a woman for, I don't care if it's on a relationship, a marriage, you know, a friends with benefits, whatever. We're not heartless bastards. We're not robots. When you spend that much time with someone sexually, you know, obviously there will be soul ties formed. There will be emotions that will be had. You're saying, well, hold on, Dana. You lost me. I thought he viewed her as a hoe. See, that's what y'all got to understand. Just because we, we don't view someone in a in a serious manner like we want to spend the rest of our life with them, that doesn't mean that we hate them. It doesn't mean that we don't care about them. That doesn't mean that we're not going to miss them on some level when things finally go you know, self, you know, I've dated, I've dealt with women, you know, three, four months, you know, sexual, you know, little, you know, flings or whatever. And it's like, you know, if you're talking to them, you're spending time with them every day, when that ends, you're going to feel something. You're going to feel, I mean, you may not be crying yourself to sleep, but as a man, you're going to, you know, you're going to miss them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You're not a bastard. I mean, they're bastards, but you guys get what I'm saying. We're going to miss you a little bit. But when you... And sometimes we may even feel badly about our actions. You know, we may actually like that. I really, you know, I really did her dirty. And so we may feel guilty. But when you go ahead and do something like that with the sole purpose of being immature and crazy and acting, you know, just wild and, you know, just wanting to be, you know, make a statement and, you know, cause all some type of emotional or financial harm, that makes the process easier for us. There is no missing you. There is no feeling sorry for you. There is no being feeling guilty. That just makes us want to do it again. That makes us want to hurt you. You know what I mean? So it's never a good idea to try to lash out in that type of manner. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's never a good idea, um, and and, it, and it's just like I said, it's just like Michael uh, Michael Michael B said, it's thank you, thank you for making this easy for me. So when he goes and has sex with the white girl after she smacked her face, will he'll he'll give her a nice kiss on the cheek after you know to, to you know what I mean, make that slap feel a little bit better. He'll do some other things to make her feel a little bit better. While Angela Bassett cried herself to sleep that night. And they had a nice night, you know what I'm saying? No, you see, with a clear conscience. Whereas, who knows? He probably would have felt bad. But you guys get it. And again, none of this is a justification. None of this is a rationalization. This whole show, any show that we ever do, is just specifically 
uh, an explanation for what happens and why it happens and how to avoid it from happening to you. Let's go to the phone lines. But, yeah, good more, you know, good conversation. Got some more to talk about, but I want to take some calls. Like I said, at the end of the day, this, you know, tonight's show is for you. This is Labor Day Live, a special Ask Day Don Advice edition of Labor Day Live. We do this about once a year, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad if you have a question or comment. See a call on the line from the 845 area code. Welcome to uh, the Day Don Tolbert Show. Hi, um, you said something about a woman could be a, a guy's jump off without a sex. Now, I don't get that. Explain that one to me, because I never knew that I could be a man's jump off, even if we're not sexually active. Well, look at it right here. It's, it's just like the young woman who wrote into the show. She said that, you know, she was dealing with this guy for the last three months. They talked, they kissed. You know, but then she recently found out that he was married. But she said they never had sex. She's still his jump off because he's married, right? Right, that's true. But what if the guy is not married and he's single too? Well, that I wouldn't mean, necessarily, yeah, that wouldn't really be the, the the actual term of jump off. Jump off, jump off really specifically, I mean, people say it, but it really is designed to describe uh, you know, a situation when a man or woman has someone at home in a relationship, but then they're dealing with someone, whether it's sexual or not, outside of that relationship. That's their jump off. Oh, so it only, it only pertains to if the other person is in a relationship. Right. That's the term jump off. But if you're just creeping or, you just, or there's just, you're just dealing with somebody, then technically that would be um, – I mean, technically. I mean, because I've heard people refer to those type of situations – Spouse or not, as a jump off, but I mean the actual. Because I go, I'm old school. Like I, I remember when that term first came out, and I know how it was formed and what it was intended for. That's what it was intended for. But I mean, it's not. It's no. It's no official definition of it. That's just, you know, the origin of it, though. You can call it whatever. Okay, and um, next question I wanted to ask was, um, this is maybe a stupid question, but like. Um, crap, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I forgot. Um, oh, Maybe it'll come back yeah. to me. Huh? Uh, yeah, 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 I was going to say, you got to think of it. Was it about a, some, someone you're dealing with? No, because it's like, you know what, somebody who I was talking to, I mean, he, because he said it's like a, an emotional thing, you know, but he's like single, I'm single, and he did not ask me to be his woman, However, he if you didn't know any better, you would think that we were in a relationship or a married couple because he called me to tell me good night. He wakes me up in the morning with, you know, and tells me good morning. But he I don't know what he's trying to do here, you know, cuz he act like he's my man, but he's not. Well, and just, he's not I... trying to be my man because he didn't even ask me to be his woman, and he I don't know what what he's on because he said in order for anybody to be his woman, he has to have sex with them first to make sure, because he loves to have sex, to make sure they can have sex. So me now, I'm, that's not going to work with me because I have to have commitment, and I'm at the point in my life where I'm not just going to have sex with any man, even if he's just a boyfriend. 
I want that ultimate commitment, which is marriage. Right. So, let me, so you're saying you, if he did give you the commitment, not marriage necessarily, but if you were actual boyfriend and girlfriend, would you be cool having sex with him? I, I don't think I'll feel comfortable with that, because I know I will feel guilty personally. Gotcha. Um, do we, let everybody know where you're calling in from. What state? New York. New York. Do me a favor. Keep keep listening in. Keep listening because I want to. I want to. I want to answer your question and get and shed a little bit of light on what the, the situation that you just described. Because you said you don't know what he's on. You're not sure what he's trying to do. I'm gonna tell you what he's on and I'm gonna tell you what he's trying to do. But you're right. He he's not trying to be your man. I can promise you that. But what he's doing is the same thing I used to do. That's why I'm able to help you and help so many other women because I used to do those things. The only thing that I think you're a little confused about is that you said if someone didn't know better, they would think that we were either married or in some type of relationship. And the reality is, no, we wouldn't. No one would think that because the things that you named are not indicative of a relationship. That's not, it's so much more than that. You know what I'm saying? Calling somebody and telling them good night is not what a boyfriend does. It's ten times more than that. That's nothing. You know how many women I would do that to? I used to send a mass text message out, hey, good morning, beautiful, smiley face. That text went out to freaking 50 different women every, every, you know, every morning. There was nothing special, whereas each of those women thought that they were someone special to me, and they clearly were not. So you see what I'm saying? Like that, that doesn't mean anything. Him calling you or texting you or whatever, saying good night, that doesn't mean anything. There are certain things. See, here's the thing. If you know you want to use a woman for sex or you want to have sex with women, you know, it, it, you you have to adapt to that woman. Every woman is different, and every and true players, the OG players, as I call them, of the world, they know how to interact, you know, and change up the game to suit the particular woman. Sounds like, like you said, you you just told us. So you told us, and we get it. You know, he gets it. You're an emotional person. To get sex from you, you, it's going to come from not just a sexual thing or a physical thing. It's going to come from that emotional connection that you need to have. You really want marriage, but I'm willing to bet if he made you, you know, really feel super, super emotionally connected to him and, you know, to the point where you really had deep feelings for him, I'm pretty sure that, you know what I'm saying, you, you probably, something would probably go down, you know. And so what happens, so what he, and he knows that. So what he's doing is by calling you and, texting you and telling you all these lovey-dovey things, he's building that foundation. He's putting you into that emotional state of mind. So one day, you know what I'm saying, on one Friday night, one Saturday night, when everything is going the right way and he's already built that, you know what I'm saying, that that that, that foundation, he's going to get what he wants in his mind. That's why he's doing those things. Because he knows that for for you, that's what needs to be done. Whereas for someone else, he could probably just say, hey, sexy, what's up, or whatever, and they go down. But not you. You know, you would feel guilty not get, you know, not having a ring on your finger. Uh, you know, so he knows that. So he's doing what needs to be done to get what he wants. Whereas a lot of men don't adapt. They just kind of try to have the same game for every woman they deal with, which is why they're losers. Those are your Steve Harvey types of guys. These weirdos are. You see, you see the difference between that. So that's what he's doing now. What I'm, what I'm saying to you is, if he really wanted to be with you, when a man truly loves you, when a man truly is interested, then he's. I mean, he's gonna do, not just call you, 
not just text you, not just tell you good night. He's going to be outside your window serenading you at night. He's going to be, you know, I mean, he's not just going to be content calling you. He's going to want to do what needs to be done so that he could kiss you good night and actually be there with you as your husband. And everything that happens in the course of that situation will lead up to him being your husband. That's the real thing of how you know. A lot of women are dealing with men, but there's no clear-cut path on how he's going to become your husband, how you're going to become his wife. That's the key. If he ain't trying to make you his wife at this stage in the game, these are the last days. We know that. The times are tougher out here than they've ever been as far as dating relationships. We hate dating nowadays. Dating is more expensive. There are more games. There's more hoes. There's more foolishness. There's more more psychos, the crazy chicks. Out. I mean, there's so much stuff that's a turnoff to single men dating. We're, no man out here wants to just date. We all want a wife. We all want love. We all want that stability. So if he meets a woman, if any man meets a woman where he's 100% sure, like, wow, this is it, yo, there's going to be a clear-cut path on how he's going to make you his wife, and that path is going to be crystal clear to you. There will be no doubt. There will be no confusion. He, he, he will know, and he will let you know what his plan is. All right? So if that's not happening, he doesn't want to be with you, period. Courtney, does that make sense to you as a woman? Yes, it does. And I can identify with um, everything that she was saying. I was actually in this situation um, before. I know I said I can relate to a lot of stuff, but really, you know, I really can relate to that, um, just a guy tapping into you emotionally and, you know, all of that stuff, the good morning, good night, and, you know, I bet he tells her how beautiful she is and, you know, all of those things. Not to say she isn't, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just he's saying that purposely to, you know, get what he wants. And I would really advise her just to leave him alone. Don't try to think too much into it. Just, just leave. That's it. You just and I think what happens is a lot of times women have invested, or they feel like they've been, really they haven't invested anything, but they feel like they've invested so much they don't want to walk away. They, they feel bad just leaving. Oh no! Now it's back to being single. Being single is better. Being alone is better than being with someone or dealing with someone who is only using you or attempting to use you. Um, now, the third part of this young woman's question, though, the, the original question was, we, we talked about what's a jump off, what is a hoe, or what is a jump off, what is a friend with benefits. Now we got to talk about what is a hoe. You know, the Bible actually defines that. You know, if you if you guys read Ezekiel, you know when you know someone who you know, lusts after men, someone who reminisces, uh, you know, about past uh, sexual things, looks back on them, you know, with some type of fondness. Um, that's that's the Bible's definition of a hoe. Uh, the Bible says that uh, for a prostitute is only worth a loaf of bread. You know what I'm saying? For that's that's the definition of a hoe. Someone who view, not just is being viewed, but someone who views herself. As, as you know what I'm saying, for less than a loaf of bread. That's a hoe. You know, so how do you know if someone views themselves less than a loaf of bread? Well, you know, you look at how they carry themselves. If they, You know what I'm saying? If you show your goods to everybody, if you dress seductively and, you know, just in a hoeish manner, a, a slutty manner, well, then that's a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're not respecting yourself. You see what I'm saying? That's, that you don't, because when you respect yourself, you cover up. You, you, you're classy. But then, so there's that, there's one aspect of a hoe. But then, when you actually don't view yourself, 
in a in a in a respectable manner from a sexual perspective. You just give it up at the drop of a dime. It's just like bam, you know what I mean? Okay, boom, we can get it in. We can get it in. We can get it in. It's like, well, you don't respect yourself. A lot of women, you know, they they want to they don't like being called that term. They don't like, you know, being viewed in that way, but it's not about them being viewed in that way, it's about how they view themselves. You're you're placing your there's a category there, there's a category for men and women. It's called the whole category. It's either you're gonna place yourself there or you're not. So if you place yourself there, you can't be mad if you're classified there. You know what I mean? It, I mean it is what it is. You can't be promiscuous but say but then not want to view yourself in a hoeish manner. You can't dress like a hoe but then not want to class be classified as a hoe. You know, you can't allow yourself to be used for sex the way a prostitute would or a whore would, but then not a hoe is nothing more than a uh, an abbreviation for whore. That's all that is. A whore is a synonym for prostitute. So if you be a, a prostitute is someone who is used for sex, right? I mean, it's just yeah. There's an exchange of money, but at the end of the day, a prostitute is being used for sex. So. If you allow yourselves in a friend with benefits situation to be used for sex, <laughs> there's no difference. You're still it's it's the same thing. You just you know that's why there's more of a respect there for the actual prostitute than there is for the friend with benefits because at least they know what that they're getting paid at the end of the night. At least they're receiving something from it. If you're just a friend with benefits, if you're just a jump off, if you're Gabrielle Union, you ain't getting the darn thing. You're just getting used for sex. That's it. So that's the definition of a hoe. Hopefully that can be a, you know, a, a, an eternal, long-term, you know, standing definition or working definition of the hoe. And but and be clear, that term is not exclusive to women. Okay, be clear about it. this. Is not let's be sexist, let's be misogynistic, let's bash women. No, a hoe is a hoe is a hoe, whether that's a man or a woman. Just like a woman doesn't respect herself, you know, there are men out here who do not respect their bodies. Guess what? There there are male hoes out here. You just stick your penis in any and everything walking, you have no respect for yourself as a man. You're a male hoe. It's just that society places different you know uh boundaries and 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 definitions on that on that word you know what i mean society views men and women male and female hoes differently but they're still hoes nonetheless any thoughts on that Courtney? no i mean i feel like you pretty much said it all i don't have anything to add to that i mean yeah, that, that's i mean there's nothing to add to that i mean that's the definition you know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. So what we do here on the show is just say, hey, look, don't be a hoe. That's it. You know what I mean? It's not, we don't have to fight about it. We don't have to have a battle with the sexes about it. We don't have to have a, it's no double standards about it. It's just, look, hey, look, just just respect your body. So you guys got to understand, Beyonce is a hoe. A lot of women say, well, how can she be a hoe when she's married? She doesn't respect her body. She She glorifies men ejaculating on her face. She doesn't respect her body. You see what I'm saying? She allows herself to be used and lusted after by men. That's the, that's hoish behavior. Like if you're a stripper, you allow yourself to be, you know, uh, 
basically drooled over and lusted after all night long. I mean, that's you're you're selling your body. Beyonce has made close to a billion dollars from selling her body. If that's not prostitution, I don't know what is. You know, it's a lot of. Pro- I was just talking to one of my buddies. He 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 actually cracks on. Me, me and him have fundamental differences, and it's like even when I was out there in the world, and I when I did you know, frequent strip clubs, you know, when we would go together, he would actually. I just knew I looked at the strippers for what it was. You know what I mean? It was just okay. That's just you know a nice body, a pretty face. Okay, someone to look at. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? But he was actually looking at him like, well, so what do you do outside of here? I'm like, yo. It doesn't matter what they do outside of here. You know what I mean? That's they're they're hoes, they're strippers. We're just here for the night. You're not coming back to he would actually go back, like, Oh, well so what's your name? Well, my name is Mocha. No, 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 not not your stripper name. Like what's what's your real name? Like try to try sweet talk to each other. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Yo, I'm yo, there are men who do this. I just be looking like, really? Like you're not even, she's not even dancing. Like she's not moving. She's just sitting there on your lap. You're just, you're just talking to her. Like you're, you're paying twenty dollars just to, just to have a conversation. Like that, that was just something that I would, I even when I was out there, I felt. But even when I would tip these women, even when I would pay for a lap, it was just like I felt like well, I can't believe I'm giving this freaking money. That's, but that's just me. I'm just. Different type of dude, though. You know what I mean? But there are guys out there who actually, you know, well, there's a name for those types of men. But, you know what I'm saying? They actually pay for the opportunity to be able to get to know them, those women outside of. I said, well, look, and I would even ask him, like, so, so you got a number? He's like, yeah, man, I cracked him. I got a number. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, what are you going to do? You going to hit her up? I mean, take her out to eat? I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm like, what do you mean, what happened? What can it, what could possibly happen? <laughs> Like, would you, you going to wife her up? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, so would you be cool with her staying at the club and still dancing? That's your girl? No, nah, no, nah, she would have to stop that, you know. So wait, wait. So you would be cool if she stopped. But the fact that when you met her, she was, you know, letting other dudes smack her on the, the you know what I'm saying, the booty and finger and, and you know, it's all type. Y'all have, and we've done shows, ladies. Y'all have no idea. What really goes on in strip clubs? And if you guys, we probably won't do any more shows like this. But if you have caught the archives where we actually had this actual strippers as guests to tell you what actually goes on and how it really goes down, man. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some crazy stuff that goes on. And so, there, well, I say that to say, there's no possible way you can be respected being viewed in the same way. A lot of women will say, well, I'm not a stripper, so why would you? Why would I have to worry about that? Because it's the same thing. Just like a man lusts after a stripper, if you're his friend with benefits, if you're his jump off, he's lusting after you, he's viewing you in the same exact way. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to be more clear. you got to respect yourselves. Okay. But let's go back to the phone lines, though. Great calls, great questions, great you know emails. Keep them coming. We've got a lot of questions, and it's funny. I don't even get a chance to, you know, go into all the questions that I get. So sometimes, we, you know, we got to – and really we got to get back to Ask State on Advice Mondays and just, you know what I mean, just do do what we do. 
But, you know, it's tough. We've got a lot going on, but we'll, you know, we'll do better. Uh, but, yeah, another call from the 631 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. Hi. Um, I have a question. Um, I listen to your show often. And when you say, like, uh, women should be all natural and not wear hair extensions and things like that, like, I know for, like, myself personally, I can't speak on other people, but it's like an accessory. It's not thing that I have to do. Like, right now, I don't have extensions in. But, however, I do wear them time and time again. I don't really think that I should be looked on differently when being approached by men just because I wear hair extensions. And not all different colors of the rainbow and things like that. It has a natural blend to it, but, you know, I do carry myself classy. I don't, you know, I don't have a Facebook and things like that. And when I did have Facebook, I wasn't half naked pictures of me. I don't club. You know, I work a lot and things like that. But it just was very mind-bottling to me when you did that whole special on it. And I always wanted to ask you. I just never got a chance to do it. So since I was listening to your show live tonight, um, I know it's kind of a little bit off topic, but I just wanted to ask you about that. Let me tell you something. I'm glad you called in, and tonight and any time when we do shows like this, there's no such thing as off-topic because we're here for you. If you have a question, you want clarification, I'm here for you, and I'm glad you called in specifically about that because I just want to pick your brain a little bit because I, I, I hear that a lot, but it's often on Facebook. You know, It's often in email form, but I'm glad I have you here a lot because I just want to ask you because I listen to your question, but I want to I want to break it down for you based on how you worded it. You said, you know, like you said, you're not a hoe. You don't dress. You respect yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you don't do it all the time. You don't wear the weaves or the wigs all the time, just every so often. You said that you don't feel like you should be looked at differently by well, men. Yeah, actually, have... um, I, sorry, actually, I do. I wear extensions, like, that's where I wear extensions. Like right now, I don't have any extensions. I haven't had it in for like a month. Um, you know, it just so happen. I just don't have it in. You know, at times and times I, I take a break and I treat my natural hair and I wear it. And, um, you know, just weather appropriate is so hot, I just don't want it. But, you know, as a look since, I don't know, probably my first year in college, I'm 26 now, I've always wear hair extensions. Um, I could say like early on in my early 20s, it was for, like, a, you know, more exotic look, which is why a lot of African-American women wear it because it looks more attractive to have longer hair, have silkier hair. And, you know, I'm African-American and Jamaican, so my hair is very coarse, you know what I mean? Um, I try not to put too much perm and stuff on it, but with the, you know, the hair extensions, it may make the texture look a little bit, the hair look presented a little bit differently. You could style it different and stuff like that. For me, it's just like a total accessory, you know, accessory. But let me. But you're saying some things that I don't necessarily agree with. You said that makes it look more attractive. Who who told you that? Who says it makes? Well, it when look I was in my early twenties, I thought like that. That's how I thought before. You know, that's why I wore it. But as I've gotten older now, for me, it's just like an accessory. It's like nothing that I don't have to wear it. But it's just been so long since I've been wearing it. It's just like that's just what it is. You know what I mean? For me. Are right you now, in a relationship? Or you, no, I'm are you single. single or are you? Okay. How long have you been single, if you don't mind? I've been single for hmm, probably since 2011. So this is 14. So yeah. So for a little while. Now, let me just ask you, 
here's the thing. You said that you don't feel like men should view you differently. That's a very interesting statement. You know, and I say that because as a woman, you really can't say how you feel a man should look at you based on his preferences in a in, in a woman, right? right? I mean, I can't say to you how you should view me as far as what you look for in a husband. You might say you like men who are tall, dark, and handsome. Well, I'm short, brown, and, you know, I look okay. I I can't <laughs> tell you. If you like bald head men, but I'm not bald head, you can't I can't say I don't feel like you should not date me because I'm not bald head. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I can't tell you what you should look for in a man or what you find attractive. That's a well, I'm you. only Yeah. I'm only going based on like when I listened to your show before about like, you know, lose the fake hair and lose all the accessories and things like that. So that's just what I was commenting on. Right. Now, I appreciate it. You know, hold, I want to, please, do me a favor. Let everybody know where you're calling them from. I'm from Long Island. Long Island. Keep keep listening, because I want to answer that specifically. I'm really glad that's a great question that you asked, and this is what I'll say about it. First, I, and I want you guys to really listen from back in the day, I've never said and never will say what women should do. Okay? Never. Never said women should take out the weaves. Never said women should stop wearing wigs. Now, I don't. It, it's you know what I'm saying. I'm, that's not for me to say. And I would really challenge anyone go back and you know to those shows. I don't tell you what to do, but what I do is I express my not only my personal opinion as far as what I personally find attractive, right? But then what I also do is just. Pass the information along from these other men, the countless men from the fraternity, from the just men, like men, just men that I know, family, friends, just guys, random guys who I've had, the barbershop guys, you know, who just express, hey, weaves and accessories and extensions, I don't care what you call them, wigs, that is probably, if there was a list, and there is a list of the top turnoffs. Okay, that we fake hair is if I had to put it's right at the top of the list of pet peeves and turnoffs that men looking for wives have with black women. That's a, I mean, that's a fact. That's, I mean, I don't care who you talk to, that's going to be right there at the top of the list. I can almost guarantee. So the the perspective that I I do this show from is not to tell you what to do or to. You know, make you feel bad about doing it. You know what I'm saying? Or not doing it. But it's just to give you the information so you as women can make the decision that's best for you based on what you want long term. Like if you like if you say, hey, look, I'd like to be a wife one day. You know what I mean? And I do a show and I have, you know, let's say 10 men on, and all 10 of those men say I would never marry a woman who wore weave on an everyday basis. And that, that's what these men are saying. I've done those shows. You've heard them for yourself. Then you see what I mean? Like that from that point, it's like I can't do anything else. I can't tell you to take it out, but I can give you the information that says, hmm, if I want love and if I've heard X, Y, and Z men from around the country saying they they really don't care for weeds and they probably wouldn't marry a woman who, who rest in peace, peace, Marv, he said specifically. I said, Marv, you know, as well as many men, but specifically Marv, I said, Marv, 
would you ever marry a woman who wore a weave on a, on a consistent basis? He said, no, they don't, absolutely not. I hear them like it was yesterday. Many of you did. You know, and so I just, for, for me as a man and just as an individual, I have a problem understanding or comprehending why even after hearing men saying that, that women would still say, okay, I hear these men saying this, but I'm still going to go ahead and do this for what reason? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm just going to disregard what these men say. I don't. I hear what you're saying, but I don't feel like you should, you know, take me out of the wife category because this is how I choose to wear, wear my hair. I mean, you can say that, but as we talked about earlier, you can't. That's not for you to say. You can't question what a man's preference is. Now, am I saying that all men, you know, absolutely hate weeds? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I know there are a lot of men who marry women who wear weave on a regular basis. There are a lot of men out here. However, and we've done this experiment time and time again, you know, what you want to do is you want to just ask that person, as I have, is, you know, what do you prefer? Okay, And I can promise you this, there's not a man on the face of the earth who prefers a woman with fake hair over real hair, extensions over no extension, wig over real There's not a man on the planet who will tell you, oh, yeah, I prefer her weave. I prefer that. There's no one prefers. Some men are will settle for that. I'm like, okay, it's not a deal breaker per se, but no one prefers. So the question then becomes, do you want to be your man's preference or do you want to be just someone that he settles for and just says, okay, I would prefer this, but I just, I, you know, what I'm saying, and that's the thing. In in society, she, the young woman mentioned. I'm glad she called in because she made some good points. She said that society, and she didn't say this, but I'm saying this. She said that you know weaves tend to look a little bit better. It gives her that that exotic look. Well, and I'm saying society is the one that tells you that exotic is more attractive, white is more attractive, mixed, you know, Malaysian, all this stuff. I'm just learning now now that I actually have a, you know, a, a hair salon. We're actually going to be selling, here's the irony, we're going to be selling weaves and, uh, uh, you know, uh, all those hair products. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Just from a business standpoint, I'm not going to not sell something I know, you know, that people will buy, if, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? But you can't, Rely on society to be your barometer for what men like. Because remember, society is run and influenced by the people who have put Beyonce and people like her in positions of power. You know that she was put there. My wife is the opposite of Beyonce in every way possible. So you got to ask yourself. Well, huh, you know, I'm listening to this show because I, I respect Daydon on some level. You know. I, I, I respect his his opinion. You respect my opinion. You got to look. Look at the contrast. Look at my wife. Look at a Beyonce. Look at my wife. Look at a Nicki Minaj. They're exact opposites, total opposites. So you got to ask yourself, wait a minute. Why would I choose to be this way when clearly him and, you know, evidently men who seem to think like him and agree with the vast majority he says prefer the same type of women that he prefers? Why would I do the opposite? It's just not logical. It makes no sense. So no, so I just want to say I don't. I'm not telling y'all what to do. I'm not saying take out the weeds. I've never said that actually. But I'm saying if 
you want to be viewed in the best possible manner, and you want to follow a certain blueprint that the vast majority of men have set forth as to what they seek in a wife, you know, it would behoove you to to not wear the weeds. It would behoove you to not wear your boobs out. It would behoove you to not have casual sex. It would behoove you to have a great relationship with God. These are the things that, you know, men that I've experienced and hang out with prefer in a, in a woman. Does that hopefully that makes sense? Hopefully, because we, you know, we and I'll continue answering those types of questions. I, you know, I feel like I've spoke spoke on it all, you know, all for years, in fact. But if I haven't been clear, I apologize. Hopefully tonight I was clearer than I've ever been. It's not about controlling you guys. It's not about chastising you. It's not about insulting. It's about trying to empower you to be what these men want, and we as men need to do the same thing. You know what I mean? We need to do the same thing. If there's if there's clearly women saying, "Hey, look, this is what we want in a husband," then I, I tell the same men, I tell the same men, "Hey, look, this is what women are saying they want. These are some things they're saying they're turned off by." Hey, if you want a great wife, these are, this is what you got to do. We did a whole three hour show on the top ten ways for men to find love. The night before that, we did it. You know, top ten ways for women to find love. You know what I mean? But you gotta whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, you go. You don't want to go against the grain. Don't try to be the exception. You go with the flow. Go with what works. You know what I mean? As I tell you, this whole show, the whole format of this show is specifically designed to help women find love. That's it. You know what I mean? So, Courtney, what what uh, did you think about this young woman's call, her comments, uh, any thoughts? Yeah, you know, I do want to thank her for calling in to the show. We have a lot of women that have questions about that, about the whole, you know, um, weave issue, and, you know, I used to wear it. So, um, But what I will say is that, honestly, I feel like just your natural hair, it's its just, to me, it's just so much more beautiful. And I know society makes you feel like, you know, the weave makes you more beautiful, but actually just, you know, being yourself and embracing your natural hair, that is really, really pretty. And so I think a lot of women are like, well, if I wear my real hair, you know, I don't know what to do with it. I mean, there are a lot of things that you can do to your natural hair, and, you know, I learned from YouTube <laughs> how to do certain styles. So there are things that you can do. And I know she's not on Facebook, um, but to the other women that are listening, I do have a hair group where we talk about these issues, and it's um, entitled Black Women in Our Journey Towards Healthy Hair. And we talk about different ways to care for your natural hair so it won't be, you know, such a chore in doing it. Right. I would I would recommend that, but also too, and this is kind of unrelated, but I would say to um, women, and I don't know her situation, I don't know what's going on, um, but I've been hearing a lot of people saying, "Well, I'm a, I'm getting off Facebook, I'm gonna cancel my Facebook account, or I'm not on Facebook," and I always ask why, you know, I always ask why to that, and because, um, and not saying that Facebook is like the end all and be all, but there's a lot of great things that can be done on Facebook. What and the, what I'm thinking about is. You know, you what other what other tool is there to literally be able to reach and affect and change the lives of thousands of people with the click of a button for free? You know what I mean? And I mean, so if you're not on, I mean, because think about it, if the goal is to, at the end of the day, you know, bless God and to show yourself to be, you know, a great woman who's on fire for God and, you know, help hopefully lead people to Christ, which is really what we're all as Christians called to do, you know, why not 
take advantage of groups like mine, the Friends of the Dayton Tolbert Show group with, you know, 4,000 people in it, the Each Woman group, you know, some of these other groups where, you know, 10,000 people, 15,000, where you can just post a scripture that maybe, let's say, the vast majority of people haven't even heard and might be like, oh, wow, dang, that spoke to me today. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, so... Yeah, I know why a lot of people get off because there's a lot of drama, there's a lot of cattiness, there's a lot of BS, a lot of dumb stuff. But I say, hey, don't don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know what I mean? Just get rid of the drama. Just get rid of the negative individuals. You know, with Facebook, there's so many different filters and, you know, restrictions and ways that you can control who sees what and who's on your page and who has access to you. Hey, Get those people out of there. Listen, anyone, and I have thousands of friends on there, whether it's, I have like three, four different pages and groups and different things. Listen, I'm not into the drama. I'm not into the negativity, and I promise you this. And you guys know this about me. Anyone on any of those networks that ever shows themselves to be, you know, not a supporter, you know, not – I mean, just really not a supporter. I mean, that's basically it. You know, not to like me or not support what I do or what I'm trying to do or want to debate and be argumentative and just negative. But guess what? They're gone. I don't surround my – the key to happiness, one of the keys to happiness, the main key to happiness is eliminating any and all forms of negativity from your life. So if you don't like me, hey, we don't. you don't have to follow me. You don't have to be on my page. You don't have to be in my group, and you won't be. That's it. You can listen to the show secretly. But that's about it. And so, but where, what I find is that what people do is they leave, they're on Facebook, and because they don't just eliminate the negative individuals, they keep them there, whether it's family, friends, co whatever, they keep them there. Then it gets so overwhelming, so stressful, they say, oh, I'm just going to delete, fa- I'm just going to delete my Facebook. I said, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll delete Facebook, but you won't delete the individuals who are negative. What kind of sense does that make, Courtney? No, but I know people that do that, that are like that. I'm not deleting my Facebook for anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're in, if you're negative, I'm just going to delete you. That's all that is. I go on my page, I don't see negative negativity. If there are people who I lo- log on to my news feed and see, and they're posting things I don't want to see, then guess what? They're gone. There's no reason to keep those types of individuals there. People posting subliminal messages and you know what's about you, but y'all going back and forth posting stuff because you know they're going to see. Why are they even there? Why are you on their page? Why are you on there? There's no reason. There's no reason. And I, I'm telling y'all, trust me, you eliminate them, you will be so much happier. Just try it. Just try it. Most people don't do it, but try it. I, I do it, and I'm happy. And you, your life will be better. You're, you will wake up happier. You'll go to sleep. You'll sleep better. You know, it should, it'll just be a great situation. So, but no, great, great call, great situation. Um, hopefully that was clear. But if, it, hey, if you, more people have questions about that, if, you know, if you feel some type of way, call me. We can always talk. You know what I mean? I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to change my views. But, you know, do I, do I like weeds? No, I don't. Do I think they're sexy? No, I don't. You know what I mean? Would I ever date a woman who wore a weave uh, on a ever? No, no, I wouldn't. You know, I'm just that's just me. You know what I mean? So no, 
I mean, I mean, like I said, outside of special occasions, weddings, or you're a bridesmaid, you know, something like that. But just if that's just what you do on a right, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to judge you. But am I going to date you? No, that's that's just not what I was into. I like that that natural look. Whether you, I dated someone who was bald head, you know, or and someone who has long hair. You know, that's it's. It, I don't care what your hairstyle is, as long as it's your hairstyle. That's just me. You know, and it just so I you know I know I know a lot of men who uh, who feel similar. But uh, I see more calls on the line. This is good. Good calls. Good questions. Good feedback. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. If you have a question or comment, hit the number one. We'll take your call. You know, we can uh, go until midnight. That's cool. My wife's asleep. The baby's asleep. Uh, I don't know, man. She be listening secretly sometimes. I don't know. I think she be wanting to. You know what I mean? Listen to see what's going on. Listen to see some of these stories. I don't know. What's up, Danny? How's it going? Shout out to you. If you listen in secretly. Never mind. I, now I just guaranteed I'll be sleeping on the couch tonight. So, you know, nothing new. But, yeah, I told you all before. I've told you all I'll tell you all again. I don't, we don't do calls from block numbers. That that uh, star 67 stuff, we don't do that. So, if you guys have a question or comment, make sure you call in. Don't do, we don't do the star, what is it, star 67? Like, Courtney, when you would call, when you call people and you don't want them to know what you, like, what do you press? Is it star 67? Yeah. That's what it, that's what you do. Who who are you calling that you don't want to know who, who it is? <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. I think you tried to trick me, but I used to do that back in the day. Like, you know, I would call guys that I wasn't dealing with anymore but I would call them just because I wanted to hear their voice, but I didn't want to say anything on the phone. This is stupid. What the heck? Like what the heck? <laughs> you just wanted to hear their voice. Yeah, so they'd be like, hello, hello. And I was just like, breathe, <laughs> breathe on the phone. And I would hang up. And then, <laughs> okay, I'm done. I don't want to say anything else. Because <laughs> I used really? to do silly stuff like that. Like, I used to, like, record stuff on my phone. like, I just called so and so, and they didn't know it was me. Like I used to do, yeah. Really? Not so saying things, yeah. Don't you quit? <laughs> We're gonna work on you, all right? It's definitely gonna work. I on don't you. do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. Let's let's do some more uh, some more questions. Like I said, six four six two zero 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 three six six. Uh, question or comment, hit the number one on your keypad. But I, I know we had a couple other questions that people have submitted that I know I've been holding on to uh, that I wanted to make sure I got to tonight. A young woman wrote in, Dayton, um, I can't understand why women take on men's roles or don't allow men to open doors or pump gas you know, or pay for dinner or things like that. Uh, what could be the cause of this behavior Typically, what is this type? Uh, what type of woman is this? Uh, good question. Uh, it's funny. A couple years ago, we did a special on gender role reversal. Uh, definitely Google that if you get some time. Um, if you want to hear a you know a, in, a longer in depth uh, you know answer to that question, where we talked about you know the the real reasons for gender role reversal, basically whether it's men acting like women out here dressing like women, you know, a lot of homosexuality or just women assuming the roles of men. But in short, uh, what I'll say about this is, um, you know, she says, I can't understand why women take on men's roles. 
or don't allow men to do these things. That's the key uh, phrase there is that they don't allow men to do things like open the door, be shivers. And the reality is that because they grew up in homes in most cases where the father didn't do those types of you know, things, they, the father did not provide for them, did not provide, even if he provided, wasn't providing emotionally. And, you know, so a lot of women have developed a, a wall, developed a barrier that says, well, I didn't need these things from my father, so I darn sure don't need these things from from you. I don't need your money. I don't need you to open my car door. I don't need you to do anything I can do for myself. You know, my father walked out on me, so I raised myself. I don't need a man. A lot of women have have adopted an I don't need a man philosophy and, and, uh, and way of thinking, but the reality is you do need a man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of women, they just cringe right now when I say They say, whoa, whoa, they ready to fight me. So what do you mean? I don't need a man. What, a reality, what if I told you I need a woman? What if I told you that men need women just as much as women need men? What if I just told you that men need women? You know what I'm saying? That, that sounds a little bit different. It's not as harsh. But you see how uncomfortable it was to say women need men, but just about any man out here will tell you they need a woman. In fact, what did Diddy and Usher say? I need a girl. You see what I'm saying? But Beyonce is out here talking about some. I don't need this, I don't need that, I'm an independent woman. You see how the difference? Do you see the messages? Women are out here talking about what they don't need. Men are talking about some what they do need. We just did a, did a show on you know what it looks like when a man loves a woman. And we talked. We we played Gerald Levert's song, you know, classic love songs. And the reality is, we do need women. We need each other. Men need women. You know, I need my wife. My wife needs me. That's why we're together. No man wants a woman who doesn't need him. You see how that works, guys? Once you start that independent stuff, we don't want you. If you don't need me, what do I want you for? That's what we want. That's what we need. That's part of who we are as as men, as protectors, as as hunters. You know, and so I get it. Maybe your father wasn't there. Maybe you had to put yourself through school. Maybe you, you know, were were dogged by other men in the past who took advantage of you. Well, that's cool, but you got to get rid of that stuff. You got to let that stuff go because you'll never have a, a love if you feel like you don't need a need a man. Now see what happened I, I oh my goodness, I cannot wait. I might mess around and do this show later on in the week. This uh this uh being Mary Jane show that I talked about in the beginning because see she like I said, she has that type of attitude. She has that type of I don't need a man, you know, she has that whole I'm successful. I drive a Porsche. You know what I'm saying? I, I I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a celebrity. So she feels like She's in control. Ladies, I don't care how much money y'all make. You can make all the money in the world. But if, you know, that man is still going to be the head of the household, regardless how much money he makes, regardless how much money you make. That's just going to be what it is. You got to be submissive. See, a lot of women, don't, they don't understand that submissive does not mean weak. They don't understand that vulnerability does not mean weak and that you're, you're just waiting to be taken advantage of. I had a young woman, I was trying to tell her that through private counseling. Would you believe, I do a lot of telecounseling. Uh, you know, a lot of my clients are out of state, out of the country. This young woman, she hung up on me. You know, she hung up on me. I'm like, yo, I'm with, this is a session that she paid for. She hung up on me. 
and that was it because she she just couldn't wrap her mind around the idea of of submissive being submissive not even to just in a regular relationship but to the person that she's going to marry and that's just the 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 type of life that she had the type of upbringing that it was just very rough it was very hard she had to fight for everything and she just was you know was just totally against coming off as being weak but what i always tell women is that it takes a strong woman to be submissive what's your thoughts on on that whole gender gender role reversal yeah like about that i just feel like it's um very what's the word um prevalent like in today's society because i think a lot of the times i'm speaking from women trying to be like men it's like a defense mechanism because you know you've been hurt in the past and you don't want to let your guard down and you know, I know how that is, and you just want to do everything by yourself. So when a guy does want, you know, when a man does want to do something for you, it's like you shun him away just because you're so used to doing it by yourself. And then, so that's one part of it. And then I can also relate to just the role reversal just because you've never grown up with a father around. Like, to be honest, I didn't know about submission till I started listening to the show. Like, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know anything about that because I never saw it. So, you know, I grew up acting like a a dude sometimes, you know, and not not being so ladylike. And I was like people, my friends would joke around and just say, like, I, I was a young man. Like, it was like this big joke, but, I mean, there was some truth to it. Yeah, you know, that's that's unfortunate because um, that's just a huge turnoff that, you know, there's, not a man on the planet who wants a woman, and really who's going to you know, take seriously a woman where there's this big power struggle in the home. You know, a lot of times, like I always say, you may win the battle, ladies, but you lose the war. You know, that fight, you know, you may have won the argument and he just said, all right, whatever, whatever, you, you know what I'm saying, you got it, all right, cool. And that's that, and you feel like, oh, yeah, now I, I won, I got one up. But what you don't see is, He's on his way to the strip club. What you don't see is he's now on his way to his jump-off script. You see what I'm saying? Because with the jump-off, he doesn't have to deal with all that with that smart mouth. He doesn't have to deal with the constant fights, the constant bickering. When he comes home, you know what I'm saying, he, he doesn't feel like having a fight. He doesn't feel like having to argue about something from three days ago. It's just when he sees the jump-off or whatever, it's just all smiles. You know, yeah, he has to pay for the smiles with the, at the strip club, but at least it's not, you know, the way. Like, nobody wants to hear that. And, again, I'm not, you know, justifying any of those things. It's all wrong. I'm just explaining it. You know what I mean? You guys saw Goodfellas. You know what I mean? When, when Ray Liotta came home after being out all night with his jump off with his mistress, and the mom was like, and chick, the, his wife, she missed him. She wanted to see him. But the mom was like, he just turned right back around. Hey, mom, why would you do that? That's how it is. It's not right. It's not perfect. But nobody, as soon as they hear that, most men, right or wrong, they're going to turn right back around. Question is, do you want them to turn back around? Or do you want them to be there and do you want them to love you? Do you want them to be happy to see you when he comes home? It's just a question, and fellas too, same thing. You know what I mean? It's all you got to make a decision. Do you want to be right, or do you want to be single? That's the question. Because guess what? 
I'm going on five years, and it's a lot of times when I'm wrong. You see what I'm saying? I'm wrong a lot more times than not. I'm wrong. I may I may be right on this show, <laughs> but in the house, I'm not in control. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm keeping it real. I keep you know, but see, the, but that's there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, oh, don't get it twisted. I'm the head of the household. I make the decisions. You know what I'm saying? And if there, or I shouldn't say that. We talk about the decisions. But if there's a difference in opinion, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's how I'm the man of the house. That's what it is. But what I'm saying is 90% of the time, I'm the one asking her what the decision should be. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? And, I, and that's just, you'll see. You know, that's what it is when it's right. But when you have to force your way in the power, in the control, whether it's a male or a female, it's not going to work. You know, submit, submissiveness is the key to longevity. You know, it's a, it's a slippery slope. Actually, I shouldn't say it's not a slippery slope, but I'll say this. A lot of people, a lot of single people, male and female, have a false representation of what married life is really like based on past failed non-marriages, <laughs> You know what I mean? Past situations, past failed relationships, you're using that and saying, well, I don't, I've had people tell me, I don't even want to get married. I said, why wouldn't you want to get married? Well, no, nah, because if it's anything like how my last relationship was, I said, well, what do you, why would a marriage be like your last failed relationship? Marriage is a great thing. Marriage isn't the problem. The problem is marrying someone or even dealing with someone who's not the man that God has for you. Don't blame it. Marriage is a you know, a blessing from God. So, I mean, marriage, I'm telling you all straight up, marriage is great. Financially, it's great. You know, you got more money in the pot. You got more, you can be just chill. You can have all the sex you want. You don't have to, you know, fornicate. You don't have to feel bad. You don't have to be convicted. You you know, you can just you know, be yourself. There's no awkwardness. I mean, you can just relax. Why would anybody want to continue doing the things that they've done throughout the course of their life that have brought them nothing but misery. Makes no sense, Courtney. No, it doesn't. In fact, I wanted to, um, I wanted to, and I forget. There's some calls on the line, but I forget who was on and who wasn't. So I want everybody, if you're if you're on the line and you have a question, just do me a favor. Hit hit uh, the number one to take yourself out of the queue. And then hit it, you know what I'm saying, hit it again to bring yourself back into the queue. And that's how I'll know if you, you know, actually have a question and uh, want to speak. And, you know what I'm saying, we'll do it that way. But, yeah, just hit one and then, you know, hit one again if you if you actually have a question or comment. But um, I actually want to do a emotional availability pop quiz from back in the day. Not back in the day, a couple of weeks ago, that what we did in the group. But I just we never got a chance to go over the results, and uh, I want to see what y'all think about this. This is a question that was uh, posted. I said, uh, actually, I think Courtney came up with this. I'm not sure, but uh, it says you've been praying for God to send you the man of your dreams, and you vowed to leave your old life behind. You've been spending time in the Word. And praying harder than you've ever have. 
you have to admit that you've started to lose faith and patience, and it's starting to affect every area of your life. Finally, you meet someone who you believe to be a true man of God, who you believe is the answer to your prayers. Do you decide to move forward? Courtney, what's your thoughts on this? This is a very interesting question. You know, you, you think he, he's the one. You prayed for him. You pray, said you've, you've, you've been praying harder than you ever have, but you've lost that faith and patience. And it's starting to affect every area of your life. You meet that guy right at that moment. What's your thoughts? What would you do? I mean, do you move forward? Do you not? I wouldn't. And uh, the reason being because, like, when you first listen to the question, it sounds like, oh, you know, I'm praying for it, I'm praying for it, and then God is finally blessing me with what I've always been praying for. And that might have, well, been true, but then you got to add into the factor of, you know, you losing faith and patience. And so that reminds me of what you always talk about on the show about how, you know, sometimes your spiritual immune system can be weakened. And so if when you allow that to happen, that's when the devil can creep in. So, you know, he knows, like, our weaknesses, and he knows he also knows what we want. And so sometimes he could send us people that, well, sometimes it's a devil, he'll send us people that aren't good for us, specifically to, to destroy us in a vulnerable moment. So my whole thing is no, because I'm not in a good place with faith. And then the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please him. So God didn't send this man to me. So no. Yeah, Courtney, I mean, that's that's basically, you know, exactly w- what I was going to say. I mean, that's there's nothing really else to say other than that, is that, you know, like you like you just said, without faith you can't please God. And so if you are dealing with a lack of faith and it's affecting other areas of your life, that's going to be a problem. And when, the, when those types of problems exist, that's when you get the, the fake players, the OG players who tailor themselves, you know, to, to impress you. But just because they're doing what that needs to be done to impress you and to try to bring you in doesn't mean that they're sent from God. Because remember, if God isn't pleased with you because you've lost faith, well, what's the chance of him blessing you right at that moment with the man that you've been praying for? It's, you know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, it's probably not going to happen. In fact, it's not going to happen. So, you know, you want to, and I saw, I remember when this question was, was asked in the group, uh, you know, a lot of women, they said that they would move forward. You know, they said that they would actually, you know, try it out. They would try their luck, you know. Um, and, you know, you just, you don't want to force anything. Like I told you before, if you have to force it, it's not going to work out. But when you when it's right, it's going to flow. You ever tried to force something? Yes. <laughs> and it was it it wound up being like absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> right. One of the things I wanted to do because I forgot I wanted to talk about this while we still got some time. I wanted to because we're talking about these. Uh, we were just talking about confrontations. And the roles of men, gender role reversal. I'm glad I remembered this when I did. Many of you may remember we did a a, uh, a show on the preachers of L.A. We did that was a very good show, and we really unexpectedly got deep into the word on that show, um, like and just what it says about judging, what it says about being a true 
man of man or woman of God. We we really got deep into it. So I would really encourage everybody. In fact, I'll probably rebroadcast that in the next couple of days, just as a rebroadcast, because it's been a little while since we, uh, you know, that show was was live. Um, but I've been watching this the second season. Did you do you watch that or no? And just not what not enough no. sex in it or what you? Oh, yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Not enough sex, right? So. <laughs> I can't that's you. Don't watch. That's not why I don't watch it. I just don't watch it. It's not one of my favorite shows. No, no, that's good. Cool. No, that's cool. It's interesting because um, we actually watch it. That's one of the shows that we watch. And uh, I actually enjoy it. You know, it's funny. I was saying online that, uh, you know, you hear people talking about Preachers of L.A. Like, I mean, it's funny. You hear people talking about that more than they talk about the love and hip-hop, so more than they talk about the Atlanta exes. It's just like they... It's weird because they're preachers. I guess people expect some. They expect them to be more. I don't know. I mean, they they don't expect them to be real. You're watching preachers on a reality show, but you don't want them to be real. You want them to just be who you see in the pulpit. But that would be unreal. Guys got to understand. Preachers are just are still people too. You know, they're still sinners, just like you, just like me. You know, they they, they fall short. They need prayer. They make mistakes. You know what I mean? And it's just like I actually appreciate the show because it, it shows you a lot of their faults that exist within your own churches. You know what I'm saying? It's just that you may or may not see it, but the, those same types of arguments go on behind closed doors. A lot of those same type of views goes on. The same types of differences in, in, in you know in doctrine go on you know amongst preachers. But it's just here we're, we're seeing it. Um, and but but what they don't talk about is you know, Pastor Jay going to the streets, you know, and picking the guy up, taking him out to dinner, you know, take, you know, getting him a sandwich, getting him into the ambulance, getting him some medical attention because he was high on meth, passed out on meth. You know what I mean? Like these are the things that, that being a Christian is really all about. You know, Pastor Ron going into the hood to deal with the Crips and the Bloods and the, the gangs and, you know, speak life into them and, you know, meeting them where they're at. Yeah, he went into the hood with a gun. You know, but at the same time, he's still there praying for, you know, praying for them and inviting them back to church. A lot of people have never invited anybody to church at all, but they want to criticize, you know, the preachers of L.A., not even knowing the things that they've done. So, yes, is there there stuff on the show that probably doesn't need to be on TV? Yeah. Is a lot of it there specifically for ratings? Yeah. But, I mean, if it's there, when's the last time? There's so many things that... You know, we see on that show from a a Christian standpoint that have never been seen on television. You know what I mean? That 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 the network specifically re- remove out of the television. So if you have an opportunity, no, it's not perfect, but you still have men of God, you know, praying for people and, and inviting people to give their lives to Christ. That's something that's not even seen anywhere on TV. So if people had their way, you would now eliminate preachers of LA and now we go back to having love and hip hop be the, the the sole representation of us as a people as far as reality TV goes. So I mean that's just me though. So I would say, you know, if you don't want to watch it, you don't want to watch it, but at least know why you're not watching it. You know what I mean? But so that that was my whole thing on it. But what I wanted for those of you who do watch it, there was a uh, you know there's obviously Pastor uh, uh, Noel on there. No, what's his name? No, no, whatever his name is. But uh, married to not married to, but dealing with the uh, his uh, you know his friend with benefits, Loretta. 
right? Now, this is what I found to be interesting. He's probably one of my least favorite on there. One of the things that I would say is that, I don't know if y'all noticed, he's very non-confrontational, okay, non-confrontational. In fact, when Pastor Ron was getting with him, or excuse me, was they were him and his, uh, Loretta were having a little dispute, he was just sitting back in the cut. You know what I mean? He was just letting his wife go head to head with, you know, having this dispute. And for me, that should have been his place. You know what I mean? That should have been his place to talk to Ron. If they had to argue, they had to argue. If they had to, well, whatever, it should have been his, you know, you don't just let your woman sit there and argue with a man and you just sitting there, you know, quietly. And I think that now as we, you know, we've been, you know, 2015 approaches, we're seeing more and more of that, more and more of these passive men, these men who are allowing their uh, women to be the heads of their household, more and more of these non-committal, casual sexual relationships. And uh, we need to get back to the basics. You know what I mean? We need to get back to, uh, is that is that a turn off to you, men who don't act like men, men who don't take charge? Yes, that is. Yeah, I'm not, definitely is. Not into, not into that, man. You need we need men to be uh we need men men to be men. But at the same time, you know, we also need women to know their place. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of women in two thousand and fifteen, you know what I'm saying, they you know, this new age way of thinking, they the 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 place is less is not as defined as it once was. There was a time when women knew their role in the household, women knew their role in society, which is not to say that you can't be and do whatever you want to do professionally, educationally, you know what I'm saying? Because you can. But when it came to your role amongst men, when it came to your role in the household, you know what I'm saying? It was, you know, and because at the end of the day, as I said earlier, you know, we, we're not going to have these power struggles. We're not going to have a woman running our house. We're not going to have these women fighting us on every issue. It's at the end of the day, what I say goes. We can talk about it, but what I say goes. I mean, that's biblical. It's nothing wrong with that because remember, guys, when you see, and I think this is where the problem comes in, is that so many women have dealt with these losers, these deadbeat bastards, these guys who are not about anything, not doing anything with their lives, they've dated so many of those men that they say, well, you know, they've basically ruined it for the other guys because I'm not going to be taken advantage of. I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. You're not worthy. He wasn't worthy to lead me, so I'm not going to let you lead because he wasn't ready to lead. But it's not about what he did. It's about I'm worried about me and you. You know, and what I'm talking about is here you have Loretta cursing, you know what I mean? You got them going, her going head to head. And back in the day, she would have just fell back. She would have just been quiet. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that, ladies, that when you're dealing with that man, sometimes you just got to know when to shut up. And that's not a, don't don't take offense, but sometimes you do. Sometimes you need to know when to just chill. Sometimes you need to know when to be quiet. Sometimes you need to know when to, you know, pick your battles. Because, um, you know, that's, and I just, you know, thought I would share 
that preacher, and if you guys watch, you know what I'm talking about. That scene was a great example. She just didn't know when to, when, when to be quiet. Courtney, was there a time in your life where you just would fight, that you maybe knew the role, you know, what it should be, but would fight what you were resistant to it? I don't think so. I, I can't say I can really relate a lot to it um, because the stuff that I was angry over I felt was um, justified. But just like Loretta, though, you know, when she's having those moments, from what I do remember, I'm talking about like from the first season with her, like that's out of frustration and all of that could have just been avoided. She just would have walked away 15, 16 years ago, however long she's been in this situation. And the, yeah. and the reality with Loretta is that it's the same thing, whether he, you know he's a preacher or what. I mean, he just doesn't want to be with her. You know what I mean? Like that's really what it is. And I think that there's more to it than that. It's a lot of times it's these men are content, but they're not happy. They're not passionate. They're not excited. Ladies, you want your man to be passionate about you. You don't want him to just be content with you. You want him to actually. You know, look forward to the day he walks down the aisle with you. I look forward to the day, you know, of my wedding, and, and you know, I look forward to our five-year anniversary. And these are all things that, you know, you should you should want your man to want. I mean, if he doesn't want it for himself, it, it's just he doesn't want it with you. It's not that he doesn't want it; he just doesn't want it with you. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, really respecting yourself and 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 just understanding men, so you can recognize when it's right but also recognize, you know, when it's not right, you know. We can get ready to wrap it up. Um, you know, it's been, a, you know what I'm saying, like I said, it was it's one of those shows where we just pretty much talk about what you wanted to talk about. We got some uh, advice questions out the way, got some good calls out the way, which was good. I wonder, you know, people are still talking about this, uh, this, this uh, freaking uh, ALS challenge. It's It's ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. It's it's actually a lot more going on with that than we even have time to talk about tonight. But, you know, like I told you before, anything that dominates or even gets significant coverage in on the media in, in today's society, you really got a question. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you, there's always an agenda. There's always a reason. And um, even if it's just a distraction, there's always a reason. And, um, you know, I, I would just challenge you all. You know, you see people challenging, I challenge you, or I challenge these five people to take the ice bucket challenge. I mean, what the heck is that about? You challenge them to take a challenge. Why don't you invite them to church? Why don't you challenge them to give their lives to Jesus Christ? I mean, I've never seen anyone challenge multiple people to, to give their lives to Jesus Christ, to make a change. You see what I'm saying? Like, Courtney, have you ever heard anybody from on Facebook or YouTube or, you know, just say, hey, look, you know, I want to pick five, six, ten people off my Facebook page and invite you guys to church with me today or invite you guys to post ten scriptures today to be a blessing to somebody, to get baptized today. Where are these, you know what I'm saying, what about those types of challenges? Where are those? Right. I did see one today, but this, I mean, this once in a blue moon, but um, someone is challenging um, others to post their favorite scripture. But, again, I don't see that a lot, so... Rarely. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> see, I mean, it's it's all about things that are politically correct, socially correct. I'm not worried about being politically or socially correct. In fact, 
you know, the Bible says when you're loved by the world, meaning when you're loved by the you know worldly things, you know what I'm saying? It's it's all a waste of time. I mean, it's, I mean, okay, it's a it's a charity, whatever, but I mean, they're more important things. They're more important charities. So, but yeah, don't just do it because you see, because it's like the popular thing to do. Don't do it because you want to really bless somebody. But um, but yeah, so there's that, and then also I was gonna mention to you guys. And I said, I said, imagine how blessed we'd all be, you know, if we took as much time as we spend reading and scrolling through our Facebook news news feeds. Imagine if we actually, you know, what I'm saying, spent that time reading the Bible. Imagine how blessed you'd be. Imagine how spiritually knowledgeable you'd be if you know if you really took that time to study the Word. I mean, think about it, Corey. You know, I mean. Even me sometimes, I don't do it often, but I know I've spent a good amount of time just scrolling through my news feed, you know? I mean, imagine if you took that time and just scrolled through the Bible. Big difference, because I know, you know, if I just read one chapter, like, it makes a, a big difference. You feel so much better. It's power in that. Right, right. So I would just, I would just leave you all with that tonight, you know what I mean? Just think about that. Think about that. You know, we we try to do shows that, you know, that make people think, you know, shows that uh, you guys can really go to bed and, and meditate on and, and you know, and, and try to incorporate into your life to, you know, to do things differently uh, so that you can get a different result. And um, whether it's, you know, dressing a certain type of way, looking a certain type of way, acting a certain type of way, you know, just think about it. Just think about what you want. Set goals for yourself. Think about what you want. And then look at the major things that are preventing you from getting there as defined on this show and past shows and, you know, just what we do on a regular basis. And then uh, just make the necessary changes. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Um, like I said, if you if you want to take it to that next level, if you want, you know, private counseling or, uh, you know, you want to do an emotional availability assessment for free, call me. If you if you, if you you guys are couples and you, you want to do some private couples counseling, Definitely reach out to myself, Courtney Oshel, eight five five fifty five day nine, you know, or email info at trctoday.com. Uh, tonight's show is obviously sponsored by TRC Auto Sales. You guys need a car? Hit me up. If you're in the Philly, Jersey, Delaware area, you know what I mean. Inexpensive cars. And uh, last but not least, uh, TRC Hair Studio is opening up. The barbershop aspect of things will be ready to go on Monday. We'll be expanding a little bit later on in the month. I'll keep you guys posted for the, you know so the ladies can come in and get done. But my barber is in there. He'll be in there cutting hair on Monday. So come on by, drop by. Ladies, bring your sons. Fellas, come on in. 50% off first-time customers. And uh, that's what it is, 6900 Ogons Avenue, if you're in Philly. 69th and Ogons right there on the corner. Can't miss it. And that's what it is, Courtney. I mean, aren't you just excited about life? Because I know I am. Yes, yes, I am. Especially about the last thing you mentioned too. The hair salon. I mean, it's special. We got the flat screen up in there. You know what I mean? Got the flat screen. Oh yeah. I mean, probably add another couple flat screens in there at some point. You know what I mean? Make it a nice little spot. But got the brand new shampoo bowls. Ladies, come get your hair did. You know, got the you know the. the salon dryer chairs up in there. Y'all know what y'all do. It's, it's going to be your new favorite salon if you're in the Philly area. So come on through. And um, I thank y'all for listening. I thank you for uh, being here. 
And um, that's it, man. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.